there you see the truck sending both men down. Even if, he, if one of those men get up and ring the horn, blow the horn, I don't think it's going to end. They're going to go until that truck's out of gas and somebody pulls them off, Dustin Rhodes. Come on, Bully, lay into him. Dustin Rhodes, oh. the pile driver on the blacktop bully as we look from high above once again. Have you ever seen anybody pile drive before in the back of an 18-wheeler? No, I think well, you've seen first. it right here on WCW Uncensored. The bully over the steel there and hits hard. This is so dangerous. I mean, what would happen if the door would come open? They'd be all over the road. Dustin Rhodes would bounce from Mississippi to Austin, Texas. So yeah, that did happen. Um, I, um, my wife texted me uh, a couple hours ago and she said, I went to my, uh, my Facebook uh, story and it was just all black and there were way more reactions than usual there were a lot of the oh wow face and uh and so yeah my wife thinks that she has posted a picture of her breasts her her big tits uh on on her facebook story which i don't know how that would happen but it seems to have happened and uh she's uh formulating a, a story right now to uh to, to pawn that off on our daughter who you know in the story has grabbed her phone and posted her mom's tits on the internet um so yeah welcome to wrestling is gross uh we've got episode nine here uh, my name is bucky my name is siobhan and uh tonight we will be talking not about well you know what i was gonna say not about uh bare breasts but we could talk about terry runnels at some point we really should actually um we'll be talking about her husband i almost said late husband not late very early uh, Dustin Rhodes. This is uh, April 11th, 2019. Uh, this is the 50th birthday of Dustin Rhodes, aka Gold Dust, aka uh, Black Rain, aka Seven. Uh, any others you want to? Uh, du- you got Dusty Rhodes Jr. You got Ooh. Gold Dustin from oh. that one. Uh, AJPW match, uh, where really? he teams with, yeah, where he teams with, uh, Hakushi versus Tajiri and Muda, which is a real stupid match, but Dan, that's a great lineup. Oh, uh, yeah. It does, it sounds like something. Um, we will not be discussing that one beyond the words you just said. Uh, Gold Dustin. Gold Dustin. Uh, tonight we'll be discussing Gold Dustin. Um, yeah, 50 years old, and, uh, now, first of all, I don't know, is he still employed by the WWE? Yes. Okay. He's been injured, but I think he's there to... Um, I think he has a job for life if he wants it, as sure. long as he doesn't screw it up at this point. Like, he's, yeah, he's there forever. And, uh, like, he was an agent, right? He was an agent briefly and got fired? Yeah, yeah it was... He like told somebody to do some crate like a fucking reverse runner or something, something cool. He just he told he told like Tyson Kidd to do something cool. Uh, that yeah involved it involved um he called some spot with 
Seamus and Yoshitatsu? I forget. Hell Something yeah. Weird. Same thing. I, I was really close. Uh, Yoshitatsu and Tyson Kidd are almost the same person. Uh, except one has a, a burgeoning career as a upper mid-carder and upper mid-carder in the, all Japan. The other one is... I don't know, dead or something. Um, uh, married to Natalia, so worse. Might as well be, yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Um, Dustin Rhodes is uh, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Would you agree? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is uh, He is a guy who has reinvented himself multiple times, um, has always been exciting, even in his most drugged out and uh, completely incoherent in the ring he manages to find something, uh, whether it's, you know, just a look or some sort of aura that is off-putting while at the same time sort of being, uh, I can't look away. He is, he has had a lot of different phases in his career. We won't go into all of them tonight because what are we going to like, we're not going to do 15 minutes on him and Luna versus fucking the Marrows, right? Yeah. We could. Do you want to do that? Mark Marrow, uh, did you know that he's not even Italian? How wild <laughs> is that? Wow. Uh, get get uh, Lanza on the phone. Um, hey! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'll meet you in fucking traffic, Joe. Yeah, woke up this morning and got yourself a gun. Um, first of our matches tonight is my favorite match of all time. Uh, do you want to? Do you have a date? Do you, you want to? You want to run through participants here? It's a long one. I can. I can. I believe the date. I. I know it's May. Oh, is it the fucking seventeenth? I think it's the twenty fifth. That's where. That's in Son my head. That's what it is. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's War Games, baby. It's, it's War Games. Uh, War Games. Is that, enough, J- baby. is that JR or is that Drake? Is it was, it, it, Drake was Ross? it started as, it started as Jim Ross, ended as, uh, Hollywood Drake Landell. Is that JR Drake Ross? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood uh, Landell. So, and this is, of course, uh, the Dangerous Alliance, motherfucking Arn Anderson, beautiful Bobby Eaton, the Cruncher Larry Zabisco, Stunning Steve Austin and ravishing Rick Rude. Interesting accompanied, order. Okay. I yeah, I did no, it's all that good. Up a little bit. No, no. Uh, and accompanied to the ring by uh, a young, like literally like twenty five years old, mm. older than that, but still disgustingly just young because he was born old as shit. I thought you were gonna say Medusa. Paul, <laughs> Paulie Dangerously and yeah. Medusa, who is barefoot, which. Yeah, we'll talk about we'll uh, talk about that. We'll talk we'll talk yeah. about Medusa's feet. Uh, I, I miss you, Joe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I miss you. Uh, oh I'll boy, missing you. Anyway, uh, yeah, mm. uh, against Sting's Squadron versus already the horniest Sh- episode we've done just because we brought up Medusa's feet. All right, sorry, Sting yes. Squadron. Sting Squadron, uh, led by Sting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Making his, his second appearance on the show, Sting. Yes, Steve. motherfucking Barry Windham, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Dragon Ricky Steamboat, the Lithuanian Nikita <laughs> Koloff, and of course the Natural himself, Dustin Rhodes. All right, 
Wrestle War 92, right? Maybe. Yes. Arguably, like, it's definitely a top five, like, mainstream wrestling pay-per-view of all time. Um, it's got, uh, this followed, I think the match right before this was Izuka and Fujinami versus the Steiner brothers, which is the, I think. Hell the, yeah. I don't want to say the first match that resulted in Izuka's incredible CTE, um, but it's, it's got to be one of the early, early examples of him just getting fucked up. Um, man, you like that match? Hell yeah, I like that match. I think it's, I think the uncooperativeness or whatever mm-hmm. is really fucking overstated. I mean, I've seen, st- I mean, come on. It's, yeah. it's, that's it's just the Steiners. That's, that's yeah. the Steiners and how they do things, and that's also a language barrier, but yeah. Well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll talk about that at some point, cause I, I like that match a lot. I, I didn't rewatch it for this, but I would love to. I mean, yeah, I mean, if, if, if they had really, like, fucking shot, on Tatsumi fucking Fujinami, he would have gotten them blackballed. They sure. would have, we would have gotten our uh, Miracle Violence Connection Steiner's match in all Japan. We would have gotten our Can Am Steiner's match, which never fucking happened and should have. Holy shit, that would have been a match. 51792 yeah. for the record, of course, actually is. Can Am versus yeah, Can K. Okay. I just thought of that. I was just looking so it up. 51792. Um, let's see, anything, uh, Brian Pillman versus the goddamn Z-Man went 15 and a half minutes for the light That's heavyweight championship. Real fun-ass match. I'm sure. We, uh, got, we got Big Josh versus Ricky Morton, or Richard Morton. That's seven and a half hell minutes. Hell yeah. I'm sure that's good. Um, Ron Simmons versus Mr. Hughes. That match probably fucks hard. Oh, uh, goddamn yeah. And, and, yeah, so this, this is a, maybe not, you, maybe not quite as good as I remember as, like, a top to bottom of a show, but hell of a, hell of a goddamn show. Entertaining as hell. I mean, do you like my idea of um, of Curtis the Big Cat Hughes replacing Tommy Dreamer as the uh, protagonist of ECW? Oh, um, hmm. I don't think what? it works. Probably not. It, it that, probably doesn't work, but it would have been cool. That'd be a different part of Philadelphia. Um, yeah, that's North Philly, not yeah, South. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I don't know much about Philly, but I know that much. Um, yeah, that's so, the that's the sports bar in Kensington where we go to drink after communism class. That's, that's <laughs> the, the communism bar. Communism class bar is uh is, is the Hughes bar or the Dreamer bar? The uh, Hughes bar. Well, it's, I mean, it's more your uh, Miguelito Perez bar. Okay, it's where the it's where the two ends converge. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right, so this is maybe the greatest ta- collection of talent ever in a single match. Um, yeah, I think maybe rivaled by the New Japan versus UWF Gauntlet in '86. Um, I was gonna say yes. Yeah, uh, like that's, that's it's it's a no brainer. Like those two are against each other, and there's maybe maybe you can throw '92 Rumble out there. That is quite the quite the show. Um, but then you also got the Repo Man and that motherfucker, and we hate the Repo Man. Uh, Barry Darso, uh, <laughs> we'll get to you. <laughs> um, uh, so I, I have a lot. I have a lot of notes. I, I I've seen this match. This is my favorite match of all time. Um, War Games '92. I've seen it probably twenty five times at this point, which is a lot of times. Um, but so greatest collection of talent ever in a single match. It's been said a million times before, but the Dangerous Alliance is by far the greatest stable of all time. Uh, look at these motherfuckers. Like when when you're like when your shittiest dude is Larry Zabisco, like. I mean, shit. This is a this is a motherfucking team. Now, yeah, uh, there, there. You can have a great stable where Larry Zabisco was the best fucking guy. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a yeah. there's a version of uh, yeah. It's called the resistant the the, the WCW resistance uh, in '96. <laughs> He's the only person who got over on on fucking NWO. Um, him and Nick, Nick Patrick for whatever reason until Nick Patrick was turned, of course. Um, we'll be talking about him later too. Yeah, we will. Right? Fuck. God damn. Anyway, this match is the fucking best. Um, God damn, what isn't good about this match? There's nothing that's. We start. No, we start with Heyman and his playbook, um, which is the pre-match. He's brought a playbook to the ring, uh, where he has written strategies for all of the Dangerous Alliance members, uh, where to stand in the ring, who to attack. Uh, like he has stuff written like you know, Austin, you take the southeastern quadrant, stay focused on Dustin. Steamboat's gonna come in hot, rude. You know what to do. You you know his shit. Get in there, attack the throat. Uh, Bobby, remember, there's a ceiling on this cage. No funny business. Uh, Arn, Arn, just go be Arn. Uh, try to reduce the uh, the pointing at your skull and pumping your fist <laughs> in the air. Um, and then Jesse likens Hammond to uh, Lom- Lombardi and Ditka. And then Jr. says he he seems more like Jim Jones and Guyana. And, and hell Guyana, yeah. Um, which I don't know how. I don't know what year. That was. Do you know? Seventy-eight. Okay. 78. I, I thought it was maybe mid '80s at the latest. I wasn't really sure. Um, really? No, no. So, yeah. So I think um, the to- it's like Jared checks watch. This to- I can make this reference now. The Bill Dundee. I don't think he ever says it, but he his his fucking look in the '80s is straight up uh, Jim Jones. Yeah, Jim sure. Star Bill. Okay. Love sure. that guy. No, I think I think Jim Jones inspired a lot of fashion and a lot of. Uh, um, uh, ideology in that era. Um, yeah. I don't think you have uh, any. I don't think you have any satanic panic without fucking Jonestown. Um, I think the. Uh, did you ever listen to the audio of that was just taken on like a cassette in like the last hour when they're all starting to when it's all falling apart after the they killed the fucking yeah. Congressman? It's uh, really good stuff. Uh, go it, yeah, the fuck or the like the White Knights tapes. Yeah. Great, one of my favorite uh, songs of all time um, that I'm not going to remember the title of, Robin Gristle, but you know what it is. I, mm, I don't, I'm sorry. No, um, not you, the, the listeners. I can't, oh, how can I The listeners, shit? okay, well, fuck. All right, yeah. listeners, let me know. I don't, um, I don't, I, I don't have notes Robin on that Gristle. song. That's all right, we didn't have notes, I didn't have notes on Jim Jones, except for that he was mentioned by Jim Ross. Um, so... Santa Claus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we start. Anyway, super this hot match with Barry versus Austin, Barry Windham, and 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 uh, the the future Stone Cold. Um, we we get taped fists. Now, do you know anything about taping your fist for a fight? Because I don't. I actually don't. What's the I... deal? I. I'm not saying firsthand experience. I'm not asking if you. No, done no. It. I'm trying to fucking think. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I I want to say that he. Because of the fact that it reduces the amount that your hand can move, okay. that means that you get stronger punches. I mean, there's a famous, the year before has the Pillman, uh, Wyndham tape fist match where they don't sure. actually punch each other, they just chop the shit out of each other, but it's still a good ass match. Okay. So it's weird. Um, and, uh, Jesse is on Barry Wyndham's shit about that, but also, right. shut up, Jesse. That's like one of the few times when I'm actually like, Jesse, 
you're being a bitch, man, man, right now because it's like it's war games. He should he could have this is Jesse's fucking, first war games, I think, right? Yeah, he doesn't know. It would be yeah. It, he could have a fucking gauntlet on though. He could Listen, have he could Jesse worked them fucking pussy ass territories, right? Jesse was an AWA dude. He was like a he was a like I mean not, not you know AWA had some sick shit, but Jesse wasn't a part of a lot of that stuff, right? No, no. Um, he was working. He was working the Cow Palace in front of Big Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's Jesse doesn't know. Jesse doesn't know about taping your fist. He knows as much as we do at best. Um, yeah. So they this opening segment is Jr.'s dad made him tape his fist before he. he, he I won't say it. Uh, uh, beat off. Mm. Is that what I don't want to. Say? I was gonna say before he killed the puppies. Oh, I thought you were gonna say before he beat off. All right, well that's fine. Let's yeah. we'll get a we'll, we'll you know we'll cut that out. You don't want it in there. We'll <laughs> cut it out. Um, so we <laughs> yeah well, no. Uh, this is one of the best. Okay, so we are our uh, stunning Steve, uh, Steve versus Bear Windham, uh opening five minutes. Yes, yeah. I love the five minutes. The opening five. It's minutes. the most important part. Yeah, and well. damn, it's so good. Uh, Steve Austin so fucking good before the neck break. It's 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 such a short run that it's easy to over, to forget just how fucking good he was. When does the neck break happen? Um, we're talking 97. about ninety seven. We're talking about the Owen thing. Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure if there so was, there he was has a lot fire of dead, I mean, yeah, but he has a lot of dead air in there too in his career. Like that's sure. a, not a long run for like a guy who's regarded as like a, like who's like the biggest one of the biggest stars ever. I mean, it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was good for uh six years. And he was great afterwards too, but still it's a different, a different, a different kind, of kind of great, yeah. Um no, that's a great there's we should we really sh- I would like to just do um Austin main events in WWF because that's a guy who figured it out and figured it out he had to figure it out twice, you know what I mean? Um one of the greatest of all time. This is um, this opening segment. If you're not familiar with War Games, I'm sure you are, but I'll run through it right quick. Two guys enter. Um, two teams of five, two teams of four, three teams of four, whatever. Starts with a five-minute period. Uh, then they alternate uh, more people in, and I believe it's two-minute periods after that. Um, one team will have an advantage, then the other team will even it up, then the other team will have an advantage, goes back and forth like that. And I'm not explaining it great, but you mostly have the heels constantly um, coming in, getting an upper hand, baby faces come in, get the comeback, and then the heel comes in, gets the upper hand again. It's basically three to four really sick hot tag sequences um, over the course of like 25 minutes. Until it reaches a you know a, a fucking terminal velocity, and um, man, this is this is as far as an opening segment goes. This is as good as it gets. You get Austin with a, an amazing blade job, right? I mean, yeah, it's sickening. It's fucking sickening. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about the blade job? Do you want to talk about where he did you see him do it? I didn't see it. All right. I, I mean, he starts. It's pretty. Well, it's early. This week in How to Hide a Fucking Blade Job, Austin um, gets thrown into the cage over the top rope, lands on the apron, and you see Steamboat, Sting, and Dustin Rhodes outside of the cage yelling at him and taunting him, covering him from the audience, 
And you hear Jesse there say, you go. Jesse says, oh, you see Steamboat, he's spitting on him. That's that's not right. That's not right. And then of he gets up and he's covered. Of course, that's a fucking belay job. I never, yeah. that never hit me. It's, Jesus it's Christ. I've, how many times have watched this match? It's beautiful. It's good blocking. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then, and then Barry bites Austin's bloody forehead and says, do you know what? Cause I couldn't make it out. I listened to it like four or five times. He says, you look a little scarred for mama, big boy, which I don't, I don't know what that is, but what the fuck's wrong with Barry Wyndham? <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, and, have a blackjack mulligan is dad. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That's, uh, Barry Wyndham. He's also a Florida first- man. He's a motherfucking Florida man for sure. Yeah, also uh, one of the fucking greatest ever. Uh, yeah, I you know, I've never done the dive on Barry that I should. I, I, I know that he's one of the greatest ever, but I have seen the fucking 86 Flair match, which is amazing. I've seen the early 90s with Dustin Tag Run, but I feel like there's stuff missing that I never got to see. There's Yeah, he has a weird, distended career that... Yeah. Oh, it's... He Rough was all over the place. Where he was WWF, like, yeah, it's it's a weird career. Um, I I do wish we had more of him in Rotunda uh, as what, what the U.S. Express is that what they're called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the stuff I've seen from them in late '84, early '85 is really sick. Um, probably my favorite era of WWF, actually. Uh, so yeah, maybe get a little more Barry Windham at some point. Uh, Arn on the outside looks despondent. He's holding his head like everything's gone wrong. And then they do the the big momentum shift, the coin toss that happens. Now that's a part of the deal here. Uh, the two men enter. And then the referee, uh, in this case, I think it's Bill Alfonso, uh, flips a coin. And I don't know who gets to call it, but uh, naturally the heels win. And they send in their, their uh, they're second to make it a two and one. In this case, it's Rude, who Jesse calls the heavy hitter, um, who comes in with like absolutely gorgeous pro wrestling strikes. Now, this is the first time we talked about Rude on this podcast, and he doesn't have a lot of matches that would fit our um, our mold, uh, just because he was a, he was a fucking classy wrestler in a weird way. Uh, but he has some gorgeous pro wrestling strikes. Like I'm talking forearms to the back. Just toe kicks. We talk a lot about toe kicks on this show now, apparently. Um, well, shul- toe kicks are fucking gross as shit. Yeah, uh, if you can hit one nice and and you you do it to where you stomp at the same time for the classic '80s pro wrestling sound effect. This uh, one of my favorite strikes that you see here that he that he does that you never see uh, anyone do like in a maybe Braun. You see Braun do it now is the uh, back a guy into the buckle. And do shoulder blocks to the midsection. Hell yeah! You grab, uh, you yeah, know, yeah you grab great, the middle rope. especially for a guy who was not huge. Yeah, yeah. But he he comes in. It's it's often said. Of course, there's a big difference between uh, WWF rude, which is people, which is what most people are most fam- familiar with, and uh, Mid Atlantic JCP WCW mm-hmm. rude, especially '90s rude. Yeah. That is a man who comes in ready to fuck. Yeah, it's a he difference is between... ready to fuck shit up. He looks like a goddamn. He looks like a fucking super soldier. Yeah, he's in WWF he, he did stooging. He was a great chicken shit heel who could also kick ass. '92 rude in the fucking Dangerous Alliance, sort of the de facto main event dude from the group. It's pure tough guy shit. It is just... He's a, he's a fucking ice cold killer. He is it, so good. Yeah, it is It is fucking bad guy from a fucking uh, lethal weapon movie shit. It's good. Um, Austin looks gross. 
Um, I think Austin has rainbow colored uh, his name in rainbow print on tights and his tights, which is adorable. Yeah, and uh, I guess, I guess blood too. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Barry, his tights are he has the yellow. You got the yellow, yeah. Te- the Texas yellow. Hulk yellow Hogan. Do you, yeah. Do you know what uh what the origin of Yellow Rose of Texas is? No, I don't. I'm from it the means, state. I don't know what it is. It means a uh, biracial woman. Oh, okay. it is problematic. Steamboat hell. comes in yeah, second high, high and yellow. from the ceiling of the cage. Uh, Steamboat is next. He, you know, crowd's losing it. He hits DDTs on both of. We're just gonna move on from that. Uh, <laughs> his DDTs on both of them. Uh, we got a DDT counter here that's at three, as far as my notes are concerned. I think I reached about seven or eight by the end. Uh, a lot of DDTs in early 90s WCW. Uh, and then, and then Steamboat, he just pumps his fist in the air like a seven year old who just, you know, beat Mario. Um, Steamboat goes to the second rope and he hangs from the ceiling of the cage. Um, Early on in the match, I think there was a spot where Austin went for the same thing. He hung from the cage, and he just got his feet caught by Mary, and he got bumped uh, by Barry, and he got bumped for it. Yeah. Um, Steamboat's clearly learned from the mistakes of Steve Austin and does, uh, like, a cool swinging kick, like a very um, Indiana Jones-style, like... (laughs) You know, yeah. uh, swinging on a rope kind of thing, kick to Austin's chin. And then he, he goes back to the well and he hits a fucking, he hangs from the cage, hits a Frankensteiner on Rude, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and then instead of rolling him into a pen, uh, which of course pens do not count in war games, he rolls him through, mounts him, and just starts punching the shit out of him. And I think it's... Bad fucking ass. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So Steamboat gets plenty of credit for being a smart wrestler who's great at like adapting moment to moment, uh, match to match, knowing his role, knowing the tone of the audience and knowing, knowing the tone of the story that they're trying to tell. Um, but he's, he's clearly thought a very long time about what he's going to do in this match to set himself apart, to look like a high end brawler with guys who are better brawlers than him. And he executes very well. I think Steamboat, at this point, is maybe even underrated. Um, what, what do you think about the narrative around Steamboat at this point? I think you're right. I mean, I think the only wrestler I think I would compare to Steamboat as a worker, and in just the way, is AJ Styles. And AJ oh, Styles, yeah. is, okay. at this point, is an all-time great. Yeah. There's no way around that. And I think Steamboat, everybody, everybody, everybody says he's, uh, knows he's an all-time great, but his career is fairly short by what we have in tape, but it's like, it's not at all in reality. No, yeah. I mean, and what we have, I mean, we the have fucking final, Yeah, we have fucking final conflict. We yeah. have a lot of shit. And I haven't seen that in there, years. I haven't, I, we should watch that. Oh, it, it's so good. And yeah. there's a reason, I always wrote, you know, Road Wild 96, of course, is that Hog Wild 96? Uh, it's Hogwild 96. This yes. Steamboat's not on that show. No, no, I'm saying, you, of course, the famous Benoit Malenko match that, and they just went out there and did, they did what they oh, wanted. Oh, and, and the bikers didn't, they fell asleep. Yeah, and it's like, right. well, okay. would the bikers have fallen asleep no matter what? Maybe, but it's Benoit, <laughs> it's fucking Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Those dudes knew how to throw, throw bombs. They don't fucking throw any bombs in that match. I don't think I've they seen can, that match since I was seven years old. I'm gonna be honest. It's, I, it's, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's narrative is like a slept on classic or something is kind of dumb. It's kind of bullshit. They just, they just jerked off. It's, it's not bad. It's just, okay. 
It's like they how, easily how could have had a match. Boat? What I'm saying is that Steamboat never would have fucking had that kind of match. Mm. That is what separates him from those okay. kind of guys. Okay. Or similar in frame and style, but that's why Steamboat he is, gets he, it better than those two ever did. Yes, exactly, and that relates to your point. Steamboat can pinpoint a goddamn audience. Mm. As weird and goofy as he is, and like alien seeming he'll be in like when you when like when he shows up on WWE TV, like I'm thinking of the uh when uh oh, he's Brian a fucking weirdo. He's a bizarre motherfucker. Yeah, when Brian won the IC title and he just shows up when they have the legends and he's just like and he sounds like fucking Ted was on the song. He just sounds fucking weird. Uh it's it's like yeah, but Steamboat under he is a savant. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, he is he is Eddie, Eddie Graham gave him that knowledge and he fucking took it. He's not a smart guy. You can tell from listening to him talk he's not a smart guy, but you could watch him work and you think he was a fucking genius. It's really cool. Um moving from one all time great to the next, we've got Arn who as they count down his entry to the ring, he is literally smiling and licking his lips. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> this horny motherfucker. I love this motherfucker. motherfucker is ready to shampoo me. a goddamn moose. <laughs> he has always scared me ever since I was a little boy. Oh uh, man! He comes in and hits DDT number four, then hits the spinebuster on Steamboat. Pump, uh, pumps his fist in the air because that's what he does. I'm fucking losing it. This is my favorite match of all time. Uh, then they put Steamboat in a double Boston Crab, and then Jesse says uh, something about Steamboat cheating on his wife with his 15 to 20 girlfriends, which is one of my favorite Jesse bits. <laughs> yeah, in the Jacksonville area alone. <laughs> yeah, I, I love him talking about like the 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 morality of the baby faces and how you don't mean Gene. You don't know what Tito Santana's actually like. I know him. Like shit like that is just it's so funny to me. Um, it's also very bad for the narrative of the match. Don't do that, Jesse. <laughs> it's not. It's not on, man. Um, I think uh, JR at some point around here says this looks like a car wreck on the interstate out here on I-95. Uh, you've driven on, or you've ridden on I-95 at the very least, right? I don't think, do Absolutely. you drive? I don't drive, but yeah, okay. I was just on I-95 a couple weeks ago. Okay. When I went to down, to, down to D.C. D.C., it sure. Is... Yeah. And... Hell of a freeway. Hell of a goddamn freeway. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, big fan of the interstate system here in the United States my, myself. I'm a big <laughs> fan. Uh, yeah, uh, so Dustin comes in next, goes right after Arn. Uh, dusty elbow, uppercuts, he hits a Manhattan drop on Austin, lifts Austin's bloody fucking head into the roof of the cage, hits the ceiling of the chain link, and then drives him down on the knee, then fucking flying clothesline. Uh, we get this cool... Um, over the top of the cage, like drone camera looking shot as Dustin lifts Austin into an electric chair. Hell yeah. I love falls that back. And then as I, right, so as he's bumping Austin in the electric chair, the electric chair, I'm, I'm I, mm, we started late tonight. Um, you see a uh, Wyndham has Arn's head between the fucking rings, baby. War games, motherfucker. Arn War is upside. <laughs> Mr. War games himself, Arn Anderson, Mr. Getting his head stuck between the rings. Man, I love it. Okay, I, I love that spot so much. Why did Arn love it so much? Because <laughs> he's a he real loved- ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, that, that, he's ready to give a cap. Yeah, he's ready to give a cap bath, that motherfucker. Uh... <laughs> Man, yeah, so it's really cool. It's a really cool spot. Uh, you see it, and I think Arn, 
You see Rude do it later. Um, I've got it written down somewhere, I think, here. I've got, I could scroll for days on the notes I took on this match. It's the first time I've ever watched this match and actually written things down about it. And I've, it's interesting because most of the stuff that I'm, that we're, uh, watching and I'm writing notes for is stuff I've seen maybe once, sometimes not at all. Uh, this one, I was, I, I was going backwards. A lot of the times I will watch these matches, I will go back and I'll pause or I will rewatch a thing to make sure. And it's not the ideal way to watch wrestling, obviously, but we're not watching this to watch it. I mean, we are, but we aren't. We're watching it to dissect it. It's what the, it's what a fucking podcast is. Um, and, uh, I, I feel like this is one where it just was like, every time I had to rewind, I was, I was just, oh, I get to watch it again. I get to watch his head between the rings again. And I was so happy. War Games, motherfucker. It is so, such a beautiful image to watch Wyndham grab him by the ankles. And he's kind of bouncing him, too. Arms, he's between the rings. Shoulders are hitting both of the aprons. But it's the hardest part of the ring, but twice, it's d- twice as hard. <laughs> you know? It's, uh, can't, can't just deny. like Arn himself. Just, just twice as hard. Um, I have written down here for the third time Austin's Blade Job. This is all it says. Just two words Austin's Blade Job. Um, Steamboat and Rude are in the other ring by themselves trading submissions, which is weird. Uh, but I guess it's a valid thing for two guys to do if they're filling time. Uh, we get Larry. Especially for a submission or surrender match. Yeah, like, right. might as well. Yeah, but it's, that's, match beyond has not yet begun. <laughs> yeah, um, but you had a weakened motherfucker off. Exactly, I mean, I mean, exactly. You're, you're filling time, now, but you're also doing it logically. Um, Larry Zabisco comes in. Now, have you, you, I, I, it's okay. None of the people I do podcasts with listen to the other podcasts I do, except for you love the Evolve show. Have you listened to the Bill Podberg Goldcast yet? I haven't yet, but I will. Okay. I mean, well, it's not like I'm not hyped. No, it's good. It's a good show. Uh, episode two, I do my Larry's Zabisco impersonation. It's beautiful. I'm not going to do it oh, here. Oh, fuck yeah. I love Larry's great. It's, I'm not going to do it here because I don't have the lines, but yeah. Um, he's met by Dustin Rhodes, who kicks his fucking ass. Uh, <laughs> they build the narrative of Larry being the weak link in the Dangerous Alliance. And he gets yeah. his ass whooped right yeah. up. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. And, oh, man, Larry Spisco, all-time stoocher, all-time backing, one of the all-time great back, backing away heels. Yeah. His, his fucking Hall of Fame speech was him stalling. Like, it's it's great. He's great. You've seen the Bruno a- matches? Yeah. The Like, the April of 80, uh, like, MSG match. I think there's one from the Spectrum, too. Um, that are like uh, the cage match is famous, but those I think it's I think one's in March, one's in April. The Zabisco versus San Martino matches. I don't know if they're on the internet now. Uh, shouts out to the fascist Parv, uh, the 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 biggest dumbass on the internet, Johnny Sorrow, and <laughs> the other people who were on Titans of Wrestling. I can't remember their names. Um, they brought those matches to my the attention. The other two, uh, ha- the other two uh, parts in uh, the political compass. Yes, yeah, I'm, yeah. What a <laughs> what a show! What a show! What a wheel! Um, man, those fucking Zabisco uh, uh, San Martino matches are incredible. Um, I I feel like Larry's underrated, but he's a he's so annoying and so many on so many levels that i if you want to say you fucking hate larry zabisco then i'm not gonna argue with you i i well i'll say he's underrated but two things saito match right yeah you know the the masa saito match yeah 
Hell yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, you didn't have a reaction I was hoping you would have, but no, no. I was. Well, I was sorry. Do your thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the thing. He whatever happened in WCW. If he turned face, every time he turned face, he was insanely fucking over. Yeah. He would come out of retirement as as a commentator, and he'd be the most over fucking guy on the roster. And it was not for lack of anyone else being over. He was just always over. People love to root for Larry Zbyszko. It makes no sense. Yeah. And that lumpy ass. I never got it. Bu- I, when I was a kid, and, and he 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 was the guy who stood up to the NWO. I was like, who the fuck is this old man? But the crowd was into it. <laughs> the Regal feud. Oh, the Regal mm, feud is yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. And um, and you're just like, yeah, why? I don't know. There's something about he has a weird magnetism that doesn't make any sense because again, he's so fucking annoying. He's so loathsome. The Cruncher. I mean, that's the most Larry Zbyszko thing ever because that comes from he. he and Arn Anderson and Halloween, Halloween Havoc in 91, they attacked Barry Windham, they mm-hmm. kayfabe broke his arm, they, and, and That's where, they, uh, you know, Steve comes back, right? After, after that, yeah. the Clash? Yeah. They, um, you know, they bum rush, uh, Barry and Dustin, they break his arm, and he, de- and Larry Zabisco demands that they start calling him the Cruncher, which is such a terrible nickname, but it's great, and it's perfect, Larry Zabisco. <laughs> I love that motherfucker. I love his lumpy ass, clay ass body that just fucking. Whoosh, whoosh. He looks like fucking Bibendum, the Michelin Man, mm-hmm. getting his ass beat by Dustin Rhodes, who even in 1992 for some of the most beautiful fucking punches ever. Yeah, Jesus Christ, he so looks good. like a guy who owns like who owned laser discs of Matlock or, or like some other like <laughs> police procedural <laughs> from the 60s. Yeah, um, he is—he is an instant coffee ass motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Dustin I, is Dustin bleeding at this point? I—I I don't have holy anything shit. That's a blade job. Type. I don't have anything about Dustin bleeding yet. This is where I started talking about Medusa's feet in my notes. Todd, do you want to talk about Medusa's feet at length, or do you want to just move along? Well, at <laughs> length, contextually, of course. Okay, so um, Paulie has her drop his. His, okay, in this run, he had the famous gimmick. He's a yuppie New Yorker, triple parentheses. Uh, yeah, triple, New Yorker. yeah, yeah, yuppie. Uh, that's, yes, spelled with a, that's spelled with a, a, a J and an E and some other letters. And I, the yuppie. IWA y- Deep South yuppie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, be, yeah, he has his gimmick, a gigantic cell phone. Which, because this is really just a, uh, re- I mean, th- really the whole Pauly Dangerously thing is, in, in WCW, is really just, like, them compacting yeah. down the York Foundation. Yeah, get it? Into something manageable. Yeah, it's fuck- yeah, and, yeah, they but took- that, it's, it's the- pretty disgusting. Um, but it is a big-ass cell phone. Looks pretty cool. I don't know. <laughs> and it looks like a weapon. I mean, it has the famous, I love the Super Bowl 92 match. I think that's an amazing, amazing match. Uh, Steamboat Rude, mm-hmm. underrated. Sure. I think honestly, they and, had another great but, match at a show that we're going to talk about a little later, actually. Um, right? Stampede '94. Is that? Didn't they do it again? Yeah, that's that's uh, Steamboat Flair. Oh, okay. Well, fuck it. Um, Rude Sting is, is that match? Oh, Steamboat, right. But, okay. Well, you know, yeah, for the so, international heavyweight, so many heels, so many baby faces. They're all God doing damn, their shit. St- st- uh, Stamp. 
94 is my favorite that is, player. Yeah. Well, that's also the best pay-per-view of all time. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Uh, we, we've got um, about anyway. 35 minutes on this match, but that's okay because this is the match. This is my favorite match of all time. Let's yeah. do an hour. Fuck it. Um, I'll say this. I think uh, you were asleep or out of uh, commission or not around when our uh, massive group DM uh, uh, turned into a very horny, uh, let's admit, who we... Uh, who we crush on in wrestling. Um, and Medusa, uh, definitely one of them for me, especially in this era. She seems really scary and cool. Um, she seems very, uh, very intense. Um, like she, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to get too sexual on this show. Uh, but Medusa is fucking hot. And so thoughts on Medusa's, uh, uh, level of uh i don't want to get two holes or men but how do you feel about medusa <laughs> uh I, I it was funny when she I, I, my first experience okay. of m- most of my experience of medusa is when she was the mo- a monster truck driver and she had a real hick-ass accent doesn't get much um, harder than that yeah um i but i first think of her in the let her, um let her drive that right ra- over my nuts yeah, and the right and the uh, Randy Savage stable with her, uh, yeah. just fucking George. Hell yeah, uh, Molly Holly, and and, and fo- yeah, Mona, Miss Mona. Madness, Molly Holly, who is one of my fucking favorites ever. And as far I as wrestling, blue dress, are we, talking, totally are we still like talking her. horniness or is um horny? I mean, well, she was gorgeous. She looked so yeah. good in the black hair and all. all right, and cool. like she wrestled in the bare feet. Agreed. Okay, the bare feet. We're gonna, it keeps coming back to the feet here. And here's the thing: I know if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, I do. I talk about about feet a lot, but I'm not even really into feet. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into either. They keep coming up. It's all coming up feet, baby. And I don't know. I just keep. I don't know. We watched a lot of Dominic Green matches That's last right. weekend. That's right. There was. Broken glass in that ring, and he was just—he was just working it. He was bleeding. They covered him in fucking lighter fluid, and he, he never put on shoes even for a second. <laughs> fucking Tank and Manny Fernandez yeah. stabbed him in the feet. Yeah, he got stabbed and in the feet, like, in the ear, and the ass. Man is man is gold. I take back everything I said. Every everything I ever said about Dominic Garini being like kind of not that interesting to to listen to or even watching the ring he's he's pulled it all back around um would fit in war games 92 maybe um they've at this point steamboat and rude have graduated from boston crabs and figure fours and they're just ripping at each other's eyes and faces um rude grabs like a piggyback sleeper hold that looks incredibly brutal because he's got massive biceps um, and then Sting comes in and Gorilla presses Rude, the heaviest motherfucker in the Dangerous Alliance, right? Rude is like a legit 260 pounder, right? Like that guy is, yeah, that's, that is the definition of muscle waves more than fat because that guy, cl- like you can look at him walk and you can tell the ground shakes beneath him, uh, like literally and metaphorically. Um, and Sting Gorilla presses his fucking ass, pumps him up. Raising the roof fucking, you know, uh, Harlem Heat style. Four or five times? Fully extending the arms towards the heavens. 
I have it as five. I think it was five times. uh, Just bashing him into the fucking ceiling of the cage. And we talked about Sting's feats of strength uh, in the Vader match uh, that we did on the Tethered episode, the, the White Castle of Fear match, of course. But this is arguably even more impressive. 92 Steve Borden, real estate Steve, is a motherfucking beast of a man. And it is... He is a Jurassic motherfucker. He is Zeus as hell. He is Cena as hell. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. It's it's Austin takes a back body drop over the top rope into Jesus the cage. Christ. Yeah. Uh, which is an insane bump. Uh, that's really that's a man who really you're not surprised that he had his neck broken eventually, is oh, it? Oh yeah. He always wrestled like a dude not give a fuck. Oh yeah, you could I I could see the uh, ninety two uh, Austin versus like Ricky Shane Page or something <laughs> like yeah. that would fit. Um, Stunning Steve is fucking Bill Foggerbocky ass hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I I fucking I love his look in this era and it looks really good with the blood. Um, we get rude upside down head between the rings. Uh, Sting and fucking Steve. Rude, a man who allegedly died because of, he took Viagra. Still not as horny as Arnie. Oh my god, is that real? That is... Yes. It is real that that is at least the allegation, and it's a fucking common one that I've heard many times now. And Because he was not... He was obviously not in super, super great health to wrestle, but he was in fine condition to, like, fucking live... Damn. Well, it's something happened. Should I, should I not take Viagra? He took one too many. And oh, he took one too many. Was, okay, you can take one. Yeah, you're fine, right? Yeah, he took one too many or something like that with his and just was like a bunch happened. of hydrocodone though, probably right. Uh, some. I but gotta, not lo- I gotta look this think. up. I gotta look. Yeah, this not up. as much as you'd think. Um, weird, weird thing. We get beautiful Rick Bobby. This is just when he's beautiful Bobby and Viagra. Oh, I okay, it. I love uh, Bobby Eaton. He's uh, one of the greatest ever to wrestle. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, wait, wait. Forum.bodybuilding.com. Rick Rude. <laughs> Rick Rude Death Viagra. <laughs> Go on, sorry. It all leads back to bodybuilding.com slash forum, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. One, one of the, that and um, hey, the, right. the guitar forum. Honky There's Tonk Man <laughs> says that Rick Rude tried to inject Viagra into his penis and balls. Got infected. That and, didn't happen. That's what Honky Tonk says. And this is a shoot interview of Honky Tonk Man without a shirt on. And I, so I believe him. He's a Hall of Famer now. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's, uh, that's sad. Uh, Rick Rude, RIP. Um, I get it. Sometimes you want to direct, like, just directly inject it into there, but, buddy, if that happened, um, there's got to be a better way, as they'll say. Um, alright, fuck, that's sad. I feel bad now about Rick. I feel bad that our sponsor is Blue Chew. (laughs) Well, you know, you know what doesn't make me feel bad? Bobby Eaton's mullet. That's right. No need for uh, sildenafil when you're looking at Bobby Eaton's fucking mullet. Uh, he comes in as Paulie shouts, "War, war, 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 war!" And then, like, I, I, you know, Paulie is a an exaggerated motherfucker, but this guy, he gets it. He really gets it. He really yeah. does. Um. He gets it in a way that is depressing, and he gets the people who he wants to get very fucking well, does not give a shit about getting a lot of other people. 
he famously remember I remember him on the Austin podcast saying, "Young guys, they just want you know what they want, they want tits and violence." So, <laughs> and it's like that's all I give them. That's all they need. And it's like he does not give a shit about anybody else. He will literally he's he, the uh, reason he for could, that. Yeah, he could see Lillian Garcia from a thousand miles away, and he would call her a fucking cunt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he that it's just he's just he is not a woke man. I I like shitting on him, but you know what? At his best, he's fucking Paul E. Dangerously, yeah. him, and he's fucking great. And he's twenty seven years older than this mat and this show, maybe. Yeah, twenty six. He's twenty six. No he's born September eleventh. He's born September eleventh, nineteen sixty five. Hilarious. Yeah. He was born September eleventh. Birthday gift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, he is young as shit, just like Cornette. He was born old. Yeah, for no sure. wonder they hate each other. That's really you know you know people who are exactly who are like ninety five percent the same person. And it's like of course they hate each other. Well, Cornette hates him ex- because he's Jewish. I don't know that that's true. <laughs> Long, pause. Long pause there. You have to think about it. I love Corny, uh, yeah. uh, but he's also a piece of shit. I mean, and it's also but also I mean he's right about everything. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 for no. sure, for sure. They, they, uh, they both the, hate I'm each just... other, and they both should, because they both fucking suck. I uh, love them both, but they both suck. Um, the I... Young Bucks hate Cornette because he is ninety five percent the same exact person that they both are inbred. Sure, sure, yeah, of course. Uh, I told you never to say those names. I, say, I never said Young I Bucks, said Osprey, Omega. I didn't say those two fucking their, names. Their names, sh- sh- names shall not be spoken. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> his name I'm not fucking saying. That's that's your answer, motherfucker. Yeah, anyway. uh, chasing rants. Um, who else is on the on the roster? There we got uh, Earl Cooter. Earl Cooter. Hell yeah! <laughs> now Earl Cooter was he in this year's JJSB clusterfuck? Have you watched it yet? Uh, I'm going to say I actually don't think he was hilariously, but he was on some other weird, weird show. He was on someone else's show, and you're like. What the fuck? Yeah, no. He, he, Why? He, I'm this sure is New he Jersey. You literally don't need to have him here. He it's lost his Gabe. license anyways. Um, Earl. Yeah, but then Gabe, st- Gabe kept booking him. Yeah. He, he booked him at most, most precious blood youth or whatever the hell that weird ass venue where Darby Walter happened. Keep your friends close. Um, well, Especially when you're Gabe and you only have four friends. And then you yeah. already lost Larry Dallas. Larry Dallas is gone, so. right? Fuck. Sean uh, Davis dead. Sean Davis died, of course. Uh, horrible. Uh, <laughs> he tried to inject Viagra directly into his dick and balls. It didn't work out for him. Um, That's why Larry Dallas and Larry Dallas's girlfriend had to go to Atlantic City and smoke his ashes under the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah. R- Ribby Sky. Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, all right. Uh, they cleaned it up with his Larry Dallas' ass, though. Yeah, they, 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 go, they listen to, go listen to WDK. Yeah, listen to, listen to my other podcasts uh, if you want. Uh, if you can make it through this one, feel free to listen to those other ones. Listen to the, uh, uh, the ass towel. Is, no, I'm not. That's not the one I'm on. I'm on the style battle one. You're on the style. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, Phil Schneider's. <laughs> They're on all the same fucking show. Yeah. Shows, shows back on hiatus. Don't worry about it. Uh, you got time to catch up. Um, so, anyways, we got what? What else? What do you, what do you say? War games. Dustin bleeds. Whatever. Um, you got anything? You got Nikita. Anything you... Fuck Nikita. Nikita comes in and he's Lithuanian and he has that weird awkward spot with Sting and it really doesn't make any sense. I don't know anything about that stuff. Oh. I, it doesn't I, make any sense. It never it's made totally sense to stupid. me. Yeah, never I like sense. Nikita. I like Nikita in this run, at least. He's good in this run because he's working for that Kip Frey bonus money. 
sure. working his ass off. Now you say Frey, um, I always heard Fry, but it looks like Frey to me. I think it is Fry, yeah, but I always think of it as Frey. Yeah, it looks like Frey to me. Um, uh, the the last note I have on this, Larry Zabisco's tights look like they're uh, the same as the one that uh, uh, Otani wears in Zero One. Uh, so that's War Games Two. Uh, you got anything? Any, anything else? Uh, uh, fuck you, ass. It's one of the greatest matches ever. Yeah. Um, there you go. It's a good finish. Um, I've seen yeah. criticism of the finish. Um, but like, look, Bobby. Bobby got his fucking arm smashed with a with a pole. Yeah, and he. The only thing that would have been better is if Sting had just whacked him a couple more times, and then that would have been nobody yeah. would probably complain about it. And Bobby Eaton was legit hurt anyway, so whatever. They just yeah. had to make do with it. It's the, a cool finish. The accumulation of everyone's fatigue of war. Okay, it's been a long fucking day, and Bobby got hit really goddamn hard in the arm with a metal turnbuckle piece. So fuck you if you don't think this finish is good. Go watch fucking uh, New Japan if you want near falls uh, manufactured drama in the form nobody of nobody was trading. doing Juji Gatami's in 1990 fucking 2 in yeah. the United States of America well uh, you know what uh, Fujiwara when he came over in Florida I was just going to say came to Florida. that same same motherfucking state goddamn goddamn same, you yeah. Barvail but yeah no fuck that this is, this is fucking war motherfucker um, you, you, you don't choose when you die sometimes you just die um, alright, uh, moving on to, uh, April? What's the fuck? I don't have a date. Doesn't matter. Spring Stampede, 1994. This is the motherfucking bunkhouse match. Uh, we are in the Rosemont Horizon. One no of the shit. all-time great. Yeah, right. the only WCW show at, uh, at Rosemont, um, kicks a, ass. A building that doesn't exist anymore? Maybe? It still, no, it still exists. Um, okay. they still run it. It's weird and it has. Wait, no, who still runs no, it? WWE still runs it. Really? Yeah. The Allstate Arena? It's the same building? Yeah, the, yeah that's the same arena. Okay. I, it's right outside O'Hare. It's, that's the only reason why... I don't know why the hell they run it as a matter of principle beyond History. that. Tradition. Yeah, like Bill, Vince, Bill Wirtz Vince and... Vince loves Vince, tradition. Yeah, Bill Wirtz <laughs> and Vince didn't get along, so we never ran Chicago Stadium. Sure. And we got know. the We got the bunkhouse match. This is from Spring Stampede 1994. It's sometime in spring of 94, April, May, who knows. It's April, it is April, I know um, that. This is a Bunkhouse Buck versus a, the natural Dustin Rhodes. Uh, now, we didn't talk a whole lot about Dustin Rhodes in that first segment, and that's because we decided to front-load this with the best match of all time, and Dustin is a key component, but he is not the only component. There's um, a lot of moving parts in that fucking-ass match. Yeah, uh, as JR says at some point, it's immense. Oh, it's immense. <laughs> um... This is a bunkhouse match. A bunkhouse match is basically just a no DQ match where the guys get to dress in their fucking everyday clothes. <laughs> um, we get uh, the official gear of wrestling is gross. That's right. It's the knee pads on top of blue jeans, baby. Hell um, yeah! Dustin rocking the rocking the look. And uh, so I haven't seen a ton of Jimmy Golden. Jimmy Golden, aka Bunkhouse Buck. Uh, this. This run, most of it, and some Smoky Mountain stuff in, like, 92, where he wasn't that great. Uh, he seems like a really great bumping and stooging guy with, like, amazing pun- amazing punches. Like, Yeah, I've seen some uh, some of him in Continental, the Gotham territory. A bit or two, uh, like, a, a bit, like, here and there, I've seen, like, a... There's, like, six-man tag cage match with him and... And, um... Uh, what, what's Robert Parker's real name? Stud, uh, stable. Rob, the, Robert uh, Fuller. Fuller, the Fullers. Uh, Robert and his 
Ron Fuller, his older brother? Yeah, who's uh, also a gigantic fucking freak. Yeah, um, huge dick. Ro- very, yes, the, very... The, the uh, this is what... When you take the four um, in- individuals in this match who are physically involved, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Jimmy Golden, uh, Robert Fuller, and Nick and Patrick, Patrick, this is one of yeah. the tallest fucking matches ever. Holy shit, this is a tall-ass <laughs> match. For sure. For without anybody who has a is tall gimmick. Yeah, this is like that SummerSlam uh, four-way that you hate. Um, this is this is that's fucking at least two men who have tall oh, are tall gimmick. Do they? Roman yeah. doesn't have his tall gimmick. Only Braun does. Yeah, he's a guy, he's, he's they're they're all they're all tall. Uh, they, they make up. So which it was five seven. That's not true. There's no way that's true. Uh, we're gonna get our producer to look that up. <laughs> Just made up a character. It's our producer. His name is John. He looks up how tall people are. Um, so yeah, Jimmy Golden seems great. Um, Dustin is obviously great. He does like flying clotheslines. He does. He does. He starts this... to match off with a fucking bl- blister and ass. That's right. Blister. That ramp, the fucking extended ramp, like the thing that they had in Noah for years, right? Um, yeah. The, the Budokan ramp. Um, he runs down the ramp, flies over the top rope, flying clothesline. Um, and then pretty early in the match, he goes for a running crossbody, buck ducks, and Dustin goes flying uh, under the ropes, and Parker actually has to dodge him too. He ends up hitting the guardrail, uh, and you can see... You can't see Dustin's body hit the guardrail, but you can see everyone in the front row just go, oh, God, and they kind of lean back. Um, then... Bunkhouse Buck yeah, and up. he's gonna and uh, spoilers, he's gonna do that same exact yeah. bump in a match twenty fucking years later. Yep, I have it written down. Um, definitely. Um, Buck breaks a fucking stick over Dustin's head. Part of the stick goes flying into the crowd. Um, this is like some uh, game changer wrestling shit. Where yes, uh, Shivani, being the sovereign man that he is, refers to it explicitly as a one by two, and Heenan <laughs> is like. Uh, Heenan refers to it as a two by two because he's no, no fucking conception of lumber. He is no Adam Jacobs. He is he lays lumber, but only with his penis, not that's literally. That's right. That's right. Pipe as well as wood. Um, he's putting the board to them bitches. Um, no, you see the person in the front row actually catch the piece of the board that the one by two, as it were, that flies into the crowd. Uh, he picks it up from the ground and he's then he's yelling at at Bunkhouse Buck with it, and Bunk just turns around and says, "Sit down, geek." <laughs> uh, which fucking rules. And then Bobby oh, at some Jim point. Golden kicks so much ass. He, he is uh, great. He is great. Um, Bobby at some point says, this is classic Buck Snort. This is what they do in Buck Snort, which of course is the, the town that is not made up, but definitely none of these people are from Buck Snort, Tennessee. Somebody, uh, Jimmy Golden is absolutely from Buck Snort, Tennessee. I don't know if fucking. Uh, Mance Warner is not from Bucksnort, Tennessee. I was he just, just says say, I'm he not is. sure if my, Mance Warner. Mance is Warner from is from Southern motherfucking Indiana, and he just yeah. likes, he just likes himself some Jimmy Golden matches, which um, I respect. But also, buddy, go go work some scummier places, which does oh, no, which seems impossible. It seems impossible, but it's true. You're not going to be working anywhere. I, I mean, no matter what Sammy Callahan tries to do by leaving his disgusting fucking stink everywhere the logan square auditorium is yeah. never going to be that scummy aaw is not the place for mancer um, yeah uh dustin is incredible here he he does the um 
he does like the inside out clothesline bump, you know, um, which yeah. is, I think he's the first person to ever take a, a clothesline bump like that, where you basically do, you know, like a, f- for lack of a better explanation of this, people will understand what this means. A Jeff Hardy whisper in the wind, but he stands on his feet and does it as he gets hit. It's what Jr. would uh, eventually refer to as he turned him inside out. Yeah, um, this is a motherfucker. Um, you know, imagine watching, I remember, I always remember Joe Lanza saying that wrestlers are more athletic today than they ever were, and that's why wrestling's better. And it's like, firstly, no, what it is is that wrestlers just do offense instead of bumps. Dustin Rhodes could have done a standing shooting star fucking press if he had wanted to. If someone had said, hey, Dustin, go do that, he could have easily. And that man is 6'6", 260. It would have been no fucking issue for him. It's very good. Because that would have been stupid as hell. There's he'd, no point to that. It he'll wouldn't do have bumps. Made it, he'll do flips, oh, it, but he'll do, he'll he'll do, do his bumps. But here's the thing. It wouldn't have made any sense for him to do that as offense. He can do that as a bump, and it'll look great, and it'll make, put the other guy over. Him just doing that, it doesn't really make... Nobody's really going to remember that. It doesn't really matter. You're a fucking idiot, Joe Lanza. So right. Meet me okay. in traffic. Okay. Um, Suck yeah. my dick. All right. Joe is uh, Joe's out there. Joe's, uh, Joe, if you're listening, uh, give us a call. Uh, hit us with a little... Uh, hit us with a voicemail. It's... Uh, one, uh, three, zero, nine, uh, suck dick. That's D I C cause D I K was already taken. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm trying to get a better number. Uh, it's a Google voice line. You know, they don't let you pick the, the thing that you actually want. Uh, so Dustin is bleeding heavily. Oh um, shit. Is he bleeding? Yeah. We get a classic, uh, like blood in the eyes spot where Dustin, uh, takes a swing at the ref on accident, takes a swing at Nick Patrick. One of my favorite things. Uh, and then we get this, uh, we get this spot where, uh, what is it? Is it, uh, is it Dustin? That, or it's, I think it's Buck that takes off his boot. Maybe it's Dustin. Um, do you remember who took off their cowboy boot? Um, it was Buck. Okay. So Buck takes off his cowboy boot. Uh, but before he does it, he's, he's just doing some stomps, right? And, it's just regular stomps, like they're good stomps. They're making some solid fucking connection with the fucking forehead, but they're stomps. Uh, stomps are something you see, and you know, probably in a '94 pay-per-view, you saw stomps in every match in this card. Um, but Shivani, who is one of the great underrated announcers of all time, um, brings up the fact that they are hard sole fucking rancher boots. Uh, <laughs> these are boots used by men who walk 25,000 steps a day in the mud and dirt, and he's stomping another dude's head with the point of them. Uh, Shivani sells the concept really well. It's really great. This uh, is a mud- it, it real, It's real cow chain uh, throwback. Sort cow of. chain, this yeah. Is a, Hell this yeah. is a motherfucker who did learn straight up of Bob Coddle and uh, Gordon Soley of just of pointing out just random bric-a-brac yeah, and may, despite the fact that he is also deeply, he is also he, he is you know, Cecilia Dion. No, he is uh, he is a southern Jesus man. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, he's yeah. he's southern Italian. Um, so uh, just like Tracy Smothers. That's right. That's right. Another problematic fave. Um, no, uh, I think on the subject of the. Not the boots, but the attire in general. Uh, the the big white onesie that Buck wears underneath his uh, overalls, that definitely has like an ass flap, so he can go take a shit, right? Like that's yes. like, that's that's some prospector shit. This is a motherfucker who looks like somebody has definitely fired a revolver at his feet while he like jumped around <laughs> and danced away from it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, uh, 
Colonel Rob Parker. Rob yeah. F- Rob, um, a man who um, would later that year take a shit in the ring. Hell um, yeah. Fucking one of the greatest managers ever. He is so fucking good in this. He's eating the shit. He is eating scenery with fucking metal teeth. He is jaws. Yeah. There's he a moment so where Dustin uh, definitely yells like to suck his dick and he grabs his crotch and Parker almost takes a bump on the floor. He's <laughs> so taken aback by being told <laughs> to you know, do that to Dustin. Um, and then, yeah, uh, man, he gets in the ring. Um, he gets cut off. Uh, he gets the, the full 10 count in the corner, dusty elbows. Uh, Dustin grabs his fucking dick again before the last one humps the fucking air in front of <laughs> Colonel Robert, uh, Parker's face, follows it with a full fucking, uh, it, it's great. It's great. Um, and then, you know, we get a, we get a bullshit finish. Uh, Buck grabs a, a, a schoolboy. Uh, crowd is actually shocked by that finish. Uh, or by by that uh, near fall, uh, because Dustin kicks out of a schoolboy after the manager interference, which would have always been the finish. This wasn't like a a big you know modern explosion of oohs, ahs, and applause when Dustin kicks out at two point nine nine. It's like a collective sigh of relief. Yeah, this is a match for two um, sweaty men wearing. Sl- Clo- uh, disgusting clothing or bleeding and it's like whoa holy shit that was wild that and they was cool. love one of them they hate the other that's the most important yeah. thing Dustin that, is it was the ju- most it baby was, face of baby faces it was not very storytelling it was just whoa the match keeps going hell yeah, yeah. Dustin keep going Dustin win Dustin and Dustin then it is ends over. with some fucking brass knuckles because like yeah, so Parker throws some knucks in, uh, Buck hits him with the knucks. We got some real fucking rhymes happening here. Um, and, and just dust is, du- du- dust is, uh, dusts, uh, Dustin, oh man. Dust, Dustin, I don't even have that written down, I don't even know why I said dust, uh, finishes Dustin off with a shot between the eyes, uh, just, you know, fucking execution style, killer fucking, I don't know, brass knuckles are a weird gimmick to try to get over. Um, I never know what they're using. Um, it's, it's obviously not going to be a legit brass knuckles, right? You're not going to use those as a gimmick. No, they're, they're, I, I would assume that they're just like rubber or something that, and you put tape on them to make them look like they're fucking a deadly weapon, right? Yeah. Something gimmick, something painted up. So they, yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, but it's. It's cool. It's it's fucking. I mean, brass knuckles are time honored. Tradi- I mean, yeah. how many titles have been named the brass knuckles? Which sounds so stupid, but at least at sense. least three belts in FMW alone. <laughs> yeah, uh, Southwestern love that shit. Uh, Joe Blanchard. Yeah. Second, we've talked uh, about Joe Blanchard a couple times in this show. Yeah, for a guy who I've seen uh, one match of. Yep. Same. I just know we had them. Same. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, go watch this. Uh, all, uh, first of all, we should say uh, all of these matches are on the WWE Network. Um, you know. If you don't know someone who, uh, who can get you access yeah. to WWE Network. You've probably uh, got a 90-day trial in your email somewhere if you don't. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, if you got to watch something on your work computer. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, Sam, just watch wrestling on your computer, man. Nobody's going to give you shit about it. You've been working at the same company like five years. Dimashio, watch fucking Yard Call on your work PC, motherfucker. Um, all right. Watch so, Dick Wissadero. 
uh, you know, I think, yeah, sure, fuck it. Um, all right. Moving on. Uncensored 95, Tupelo, Mississippi. Two shows in a row where, uh, of an uncensored at Tupelo, Mississippi, which was not intentional on our part. It just fucking happened that okay. way because they ran the same show in Tupelo, Mississippi. Gets like it appears. Yeah. Or did, did, was the second one in Biloxi? I that was in Tupelo. I didn't realize, but it makes sense. Uh, Tupelo was a, Tupelo's a fucking wrestling ass town, southern wrestling. No, it was tu- it was Tupelo because I kept thinking of Tupelo honey jokes that okay. I didn't make because it's, I can't actually pull it off because it's a I stupid don't even reference. know what that is. Right, Van Morrison. Oh. Um, yeah. All right, uh, we're gonna cut that out. Uh, another name we've got Van Morrison, Kenny Omega, Will Osprey. I fucking don't, like Van Morrison. Don't mention these fucking. Don't mention these people. I don't care if it's uh, was it Faces? Was that his band? The Faces. No, that's, um, what's his face? That's Rod Stewart. Doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) don't mention Rod Stewart. Uh, don't mention Van Morrison. Do not mention Kenny Omega. Uh, (laughs) Kenny Loggins? Alright. Uh, as we move into the danger zone here, the King of the Road match from King of the Road match. This is some, um, this is a match that, speaking of yard call, um, this is a match I would like to see Slim J. Jeremy Boyd in. Okay. Um, this is first of all uh, the and, participants. Let's tell them who's uh, Dustin Rhodes, right? That's yes, right by definition. Versus and what's his name? Blacktop Bully <laughs> Barry Darso. Barry Darso, the former, um, the former Demolition Smash, um, the former our second uh, Robbinsdale High School graduate. I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> our third, actually, our third. No, he fucking Nikita rude a bunch of people. They all went to the same high school outside of Minneapolis. Okay, and all ended up in AWA. Sure, the former Crusher Khrushchev, right? Um, is that right? Yeah. Did I say that right? Wait, yeah. Uh, Repo Nikita? Man. Somebody look that up because I might actually be wrong about Nikita, but I don't care. Let's let's not look up anybody's high school. That's where you get into the bad stuff. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so. This is the king of the fucking road match. Now, um, I had never seen this match because it's right. impossible to find online by itself. No, it's not. And Uncensored also, 95, WWE Network. It's I said online by itself. <laughs> Network.wwe.com. If you go to WWE Network, which is a fine resource, yeah. you'll find it. And it also has a reputation that it does not fucking deserve as a, either a a bad match, shout out to Bad Max, or, <laughs> bad or a bad idea, which it is, but it's also a great idea. It's not a Beautifully good idea, executed. it's a great idea. It's a, it's a stupid thing that's done incredibly well. It um, is something that literally multiple people, this could have ended extremely yeah. Vic Morrow and those Vietnamese immigrant children oh, ass. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> this, oh, very this nice. could have ended extremely poorly for all involved. For sure. Can you fly, Bobby? Um, no, uh, so speaking of Bobby, uh, Max that- Landis, don't come back to wrestling and, and that's not an, ins- that's not an invitation bitch oh he's gonna get a uh, fucking writing job with the wwe eventually um oh, oh, for sure i mean there's no doubt, no doubt. Uh, cover up uh 
homicides. The uh, so this match begins. Um, well, I say the the before the match is the first match on the show. If you decide to watch the King of the Road match, it's the first match on Uncensored ninety five. I highly recommend you watch everything that happens before it. It's about eight minutes of like bad video promos, and then a really great segment of uh, Tanay Shivani and Bobby Heenan. Uh, standing in the entranceway, doing a sort of brief preview slash rundown of the show, uh, wherein Bobby Heenan says, this is the most important week in the history of sports. Now, did you watch this segment? I, 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 I didn't, actually. Okay. Sadly. So he says, uh, Michael Jordan is returning to the NBA. In six days, Mike Tyson gets out of prison. And WCW, right here in Tupelo, Mississippi, has uncensored. Uh, and then he says... Uh, in the strap match tonight, the big main event, Hulk Hogan versus Vic Van Vader, the renegade will be joining Hulk, Hulk Hogan. And you see the, the classic shot of Hogan, like, uh, just gesticulating in front of a shadowy, smoky figure of the renegade, uh, flexing and just, you know, doing his promo for a f- fucking, uh, I can't think of any gay porn off the top of my head, uh, but just really going at it, you know, um. And then they run down some of the matches on the card. Tanae says, uh, we got the martial arts match here, Tony. Uh, Bobby, I know you're excited about the Texas Tornado match. We've got the boxer versus wrestling match coming, boxer versus wrestler match coming up. Uh, and then he says, but none of them are as un, he says this, I believe I got this right. None of them are as uncensored as the king of the road. <laughs> um, and then he mentions that they're offering the first minute of the hotline tonight for free. Um, so get on that while you can. That offer is not going to last forever. Um, do you want to run down the rules of the motherfucking King of the Road match? Because I have it written down, but I want to hear you just fucking ad-lib it. Okay, so it's simple, but also needlessly complex. <laughs> um, they're at the back Like of all great a, things. Yes, okay, so... Uh, Bully and Dustin, they're in the back of a, of a trailer that, it's an open trailer so you can see all that shit, it's full of hay bales, full of just shit, just full of fucking bric-a-brac, just full of crap. It's very much Uh, like an 18-wheeler trailer that you would see on the road, but it's got no walls. It's got all the frame of walls, but there's nothing, there's no, like, uh, sheet metal creating the walls, right? Is that fair? Yes. Yeah, okay. uh, there's no roof, um, which is important because as b- both men will try to hang off of the side of a fucking truck that is going <laughs> 50 miles an hour. I don't think it's really going that fast. It could I- be going one mile per hour, and that's still too fucking fast. Yeah. That's insane. Who gives a shit how fucking fast it's going? I bet they it's reach insane. 50 a few times. It, I, uh, they, I would say it's firmly I mean, in the 35 to 50 range. That's fast. Again, yeah. absolute zero is still like no. you, you could die just exactly. by falling off this thing. It's, 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 now, let me ask zero you, and I don't know uh, your experience with this sort of situation, but have you ever um, uh, jumped out of the passenger seat of a moving car? Uh, no, but I've felt... Uh, you felt like you needed to. I, I was... Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say. Um, sure. I've had, uh, you know, you, we've we all don't had have to get our, into it. It's, it's this is dark uh, territory. Well, I was going to say, yeah, we've all had our Sue Young anxiety. Um, mm, sure. You might need to cut that. No, 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 no. It's all good. 
Um, no, yeah, the, 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 the crackhead who continues to get work is gonna beat the shit out of you. Um, yeah, uh, no, I, I have, uh, I have jumped out of a car that was going about, uh, 10 to 15 miles per hour in a parking lot. Um, and it, I didn't break my legs or anything, but I scraped my fucking elbows up really bad. It's really easy to hurt yourself. Be safe out there, folks. Um, (laughs) so what you have to do to win this match is you have to get from, the back of the truck to the front of the trailer and you have to pull the horn and that's it and which is a weird thing because how often is is Barry Darso blacktop bully in his truck driver gimmick pulling the the horn on the tra- trailer uh, he's pulling his I, horn quite often I think you'll find he's it. pulling his horn he ain't pulling <laughs> that fucking horn on the trailer who the fuck is pulling that horn so he's it's a bear. weird thing this is like basically like a uh, an on a pole match right um yeah it's, but it's, when you boil it, it down it's about climbing uh, a thing and pulling a thing um and that's how you win right. Yes, it's also, but it's a pole on eighteen wheels traveling <laughs> at a high rate of speed, and it's fucking seventy five thousand fucking tons yeah. of ste- and there's a fucking helicopter on a and farm a, route outside of Tupelo. It's a hell and of there's a, a scene. Fuck, it's fucking shitty like the the yeah. camera crew and the fucking shitty uh, like eighty three F one fifty or whatever. Yeah, uh, it kicks ass. The it's CK insane. Yeah, it's it's on fucking believable that this is a match that happened. That truck was four wheel drive or uh, no? Uh, yeah, all right. So this match is obviously very fucking goofy, uh, but it's also really stiff. Both guys have really great punches. They're bumping in the back of a moving fucking truck. All right, Dustin yeah. hits a fucking pile driver in the back of an eighteen wheeler. Uh, he grabs like a crossbar above, does a drop kick, uh, like basically like a war game spot where they grabbed the the ceiling, you know, um, which we talked yeah. about. But he does it inside the back of a moving fucking pickup truck or uh, eighteen wheeler, like semi truck. Well, there is no fucking. I mean, he's just he's completely. Hey, wh- how the fuck did they? How, where's where, where's like the. Like, by 1992, I mean, you, you know, you had seen some War Games matches. When the fuck did Dustin Rhodes ever see a goddamn King of the Road match? Yeah, no, he, this is, this is all, this is, this is a, this thing is a testament to, uh, to his, uh, ability to see, to, to mold the clay before it has been molded, you know? He because can, he can look at it and he can see the fucking, the, the, what is it, David? So David, the, I don't, I know nothing yes. of art. Uh, the guy with his dick out. He he could see the Michael yes. Right, he could see that guy with his little dick, uh, with the fucking fig leaf in front of it. He could see it before it was even thought up. Um, and at, at a certain point, I believe uh, Heenan says, "What would happen, Tony, if the door opened? They'd be all over the road." <laughs> <laughs> They're like calling attention to the fact that these guys could die. Um, Shivani says the truck might have to stop at a stop sign or a stoplight, uh, which he says could change the complexion of the match. <laughs> which is, again, so good and so Tony. It's... And so he is part of so many things, and they all happen to be insanely white trash. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he gets he is... it. This man gets it. He... He's so good. He's the king this, of this. He is a fucking Atlanta Italian American. 
Uh, he's he's an Italian Atlantan, is what he is. Um, he is he is Dixie Mafia up. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Raylan, I um, think they're going pretty fast in that truck back there. I think they're about <laughs> to start seeing some stars, and it's not even getting dark yet there, Raylan. Um, <laughs> yeah, D- Dustin. Phenomenal David Crockett. Holy shit. Uh, um, Dustin, um, it was supposed to be uh, Boyd Crowder, but, you know, whatever. Um, Dustin. Well, gets- I thought it was as... It worked. It worked as a David. Same body. guy. Same Trust fucking me. guy. Uh, Boyd Crowder, the lost Crockett. Uh, Dustin gets vertical fucking Jesse, suplex. We dug coal together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what was the Jeff Fahey in that last season of Justified? Or Fahey. It depends on where you're from, how you pronounce that name. Um, the truck makes a turn, runs a stop sign, which Bobby Heenan takes great offense to. Uh, <laughs> and as this happens, Dustin is climbing the side of the trailer, trying to reach for the horn. Or the bell? The horn. It's a horn, not a bell. It's um, a horn. At yeah. first, I thought it was like a fucking cowbell. They had to ring up there, which would have been really funny. Um, but he's... There you go. Is that, uh... Anyway. Is, that's not... Is that... What is the band? My my daughter loves shitty old disco. Is that Lip Sync? Um, I'm... No, no, that's Funky Town. Um, Funky Town is Lip Sync. Yeah, that's... Fuck, I can't remember the singer. Somebody sound off in the comments below. Head us up with your... That's what, so, I never remember the singer of that song, but I love that song. Because I love I love, dis- I love disco because I am gay as fuck. Yeah, disco is fantastic. Um, I've only recently figured that out again after uh, denying it for 20 plus years. Um, so, Dustin falls off the side of the trailer. Don't, do not deny your salmon shorts ass essence, motherfucker. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, not going to go into it. Uh, but, uh, Boogie Nights is a song that I used to sing to my daughter every night, um, just because it was a, it, it sounded good coming out of my mouth, all right? Um, Dustin backdrops him into some fucking hay. Uh, Bobby says they're going about 55 miles per hour, which I'm not sure I fully believe, uh, but whatever. He says they're going about 55 miles per hour, and he says, but if I was driving, Tony, I'd crank it up to about 130 uh, <laughs> you know that very goddamn license yeah, you piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> no, he takes he he gets driven in a fucking uh not a limo, but one of those long cars with the six doors. Um no, he uh <laughs> they go around the bend, uh both guys slam into the wall, uh bullies climbing up one of the middle beams and they sl- the truck slows down to make a turn. Uh and he does like because because the truck is slowing down because they're hitting the brakes. Fucking Barry Darso just does a big like top rope flip bump, like he just got slammed, like Flair getting thrown off the top, just into some hay. Uh, both these guys bump like fucking crazy in this. Um, and then at some point, a stick falls out of the side of the truck, like some debris, and gets crushed by the tire of the truck, and it just sprays fucking <laughs> wood debris. And there's a police car behind them, like, and it just sprays into their windshield, and it's like, it's. I don't know if that Who was. Who the ma- fuck came up with this match? <laughs> Who had this idea with this match? I don't know Who if that was manufactured. How do they? And okay, famously in the end, um, I think it's well known. The probably the most famous thing about this match sure. is they that fired, they were fired right? for blading. It's not that big of a deal to say it because well, you, well, there's blood in this match because fuck yeah. It's not even a lot, though. It's not like a. It's not no, but compared to the blood that that Dustin spills in the in the previous two matches, it's it almost seems like it was an accident. 
He just yeah, accidentally cut his own head open. It you know? seems extremely fucking petty, and yeah. it says a lot about Eric Bischoff, but I guess but yeah. that he would. But it's really like, like who the fuck? Dusty was all on staff for WCW, and he's like, "Boy, let me let me tell you something, boy. I'm doing I'm doing a Robert Fuller voice because I don't want to do my own because I don't want to bad Fuller though." Yeah, I don't want to address you with my own voice. I sound like a motherfucker with peanut butter on the <laughs> no, baby. mouth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> and, like, I'm going to send you out, to, and you and your friend, Baradasso, and you're going to uh, fucking <laughs> nice. die in this nice. 18-wheeler. You're going to die. What was, like, that is, this is a, you know, a lot of things that happen in a wrestling match. The view never changes, baby. <laughs> We know that a lot of things can happen in a wrestling match. The yeah. worst captain we've seen it happen. Paraguayo Jr. Um, yeah, sure. Masawa. Um, they were in an 18 fucking wheeler. Yeah, driving, and- driving through the, the land surrounding Tupelo, driving past a trailer park that we see from <laughs> a... Heenan tees the fuck off. I know. It's like a helicopter shot. You see this massive trailer park, and Bobby calls it a beautiful section of Tupelo. (laughs) It says Mississippi condos. (laughs) Oh, he was so. I I mean, he fucking like had a. I mean, you know, pre com. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. He was was hard as fuck. No, uh, so, man, I don't know. There's a crotch spot on the top of a moving fucking truck. Yeah. Um, At one there's... point, they they stop, and uh, Tony says, okay, we are being told that the, the truck is being stopped because there's a church bus passing. <laughs> this is fucking amazing. <laughs> I... This is the rawest match of all time. This makes, this makes fucking... This makes Yard Call look like fucking... Well, it it makes Yard Call look, look like a sequel. It's like it's like a fucking prequel to the yard call. Um, in terms of just like just madness, this yeah. is the most. This is. This Do you is think the church part, bus was a shoot? I, I have no. I think honestly, like I think everything. I mean, there's like they had. There's so much the WCW helicopter thing. Yeah, the but, helicopter but, starts having issues with the camera, and Tony calls it microwave interference. <laughs> Like I, I have no idea if that was legit. Like it's, it seemed. I'll tell you what that that moment where the camera cuts out. It seems like that would have been a, like a spot where you would make a, a cut, like an edit, uh, and move to a different part of the match. But I don't. They it cuts I've, to the same spot. Like there's no I've edit heard there. That there's um that this was taped over a distinctly long period of time. Like mm-hmm. at least an hour, a couple hours, but at the same time, that doesn't seem true because I I don't think you need like like how who the fuck was like we need usable footage? How are we going to determine like you, no you we need to get us thirteen minutes of good footage? Sure, this is a good like. That's not possible. That's not. This is the most. Nobody has a standard for what this match should be. Like that doesn't seem accurate. The idea, yeah. Ever, I know. I don't buy so it. This, mu- this feels there's so legit. much to know about this match, and yet so little is actually known. Yeah. Like you could do an actual oral history on that. I mean, I hate <laughs> those sort of pieces, but like, no, like this is like well, what legit, are we doing? Here? Like <laughs> this is what this is. Come on. <laughs> yeah, like you could do. I could read seventeen people talk about the production of this match, right? Yeah. 
I would I would love this to hear is... more details on on who's driving that CK thirty five hundred, uh, the cops, and if they got fucking wood shards sprayed into their fucking window. Um, I I want to hear people talk about the spot where uh, Darso throws a motherfucking bucket of water at Dustin, and hits him <laughs> in the mouth with it. Um, you know, match ends. They fuck. They're both 75 fighting. Seventy five pound bales of hay again. Giovanni knows. I call back to the fucking twenty minutes in hell. How many matches? I have was we going watched? to fucking say. Yeah. this is twenty minutes in hell plus yard call on a moving fucking eighteen wheeler. This Definitely. is. Definitely. This is so. This is so raw. As I told. You know, the only company that I think could do this now, DDT. Yeah. Mal versus is, Takagi. It like the uh, have you seen the train matches? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, this that's is. I mean, that's like yeah. The, yeah, yeah, that's the closest thing you can. That I mean, this is. This is impossible. This yeah. match. Uh, how did this? King happen? of the Rail. There you go. <laughs> King of the Rail. Shit writes King itself. The- Let Mal in there. Uh, let him do some some dumb shit. Um, yeah. What what can you say? Darso wins. With King the, of the Rail. Uh, honks Marcus the horn. Crane. Yeah, Marcus Crane versus Mao. Now we're talking. Uh, book that and you're fucking evolve. Um, I'm gonna say something <laughs> mad controversial right now. If you don't like this match, then something is uh fucking wrong with you. Yeah. No. This match is so. It's what what are what are the standards of what's good and is. What did there's not a technical execution of uh, there fucking, kind of is they hit shit clean like yes I know that's the thing it's like firstly the bumping is I mean how do you die every single time and it's like there's not like but there's not like a creative enough of a double wrist lock or something if you're liking this match is insane. Yeah, this is per- and this is insane execution. This I'm is glad so- that I made you watch this and you had never. Seen oh, it. I'm so happy! I never because I just I just never I yeah. couldn't find it. I, and it's WW Network. It's yeah nine ninety nine. Shouts out to the 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 good shit on the on the old network. Um, all right, so we're gonna take a little. You break. know that Saudi Arabia blood money. Uh, Hell but shut yeah. The fuck up, uh, but at the same time, though, seriously, David Starr, shut the fuck up. No, he's you know what. Um, one of the greatest four second matches in the history of the business. Um, yeah, so we've got a couple more we're gonna do. We got some questions here that we're gonna do when we get back, which I'm surprised by that anybody asked questions, but we'll, uh, we'll run through them. Um, I don't know, it's a weird thing, but let's fuck it, let's do that. Uh, when we come back, we'll have questions. Um, I'll have an empty bladder, and, uh, we're also gonna talk about Dustin Rhodes versus a 58-year-old Terry Funk, I guess. Yeah, and a man in a chicken suit. You good? You want anything? You want to hit on any more uh, KOTR, as we call it? Um, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, a, it's a real first... chef's kiss, but like Tupelo. A, a Tupelo chef. Yeah, and our last teaser, the one and only appearance, perhaps, on Wrestling is Gross, of Mark Madden. Oh yeah, and uh, hey, let's while we're at it, let's go ahead and tease the one and only appearance of Cody Rhodes. Uh, all that and more when we return. And then fade out. And there's music. There's a music that plays.
deck, is that right? Yeah. Do you use that shit? Uh, I've tried, and I don't know how. Yeah, it's weird. You have to, you have to take at least an hour to set it up per- properly. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's such a pain <clears throat> in the ass, but I'm like, you know what, I'll, I can just switch accounts really easily. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the thing with having multiple podcasts, though, is that you need that that mobility. You need to be able to uh, to 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 call out Voice of Wrestling uh, from multiple accounts within a very short span of time. Uh, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross, everyone. That's the podcast that we are recording on this night. Um, we are talking about Dustin Rhodes. Uh, my wife sent me a text saying she texted a, a former coworker. Uh, to ask if she saw uh, anything. Uh, she has not replied. Still have not confirmed whether or not my wife has uh, posted her tits on the internet. Um, so, Dustin Rhodes. We asked on our Twitter, uh, that's at DeathmatchPod, becoming less and less of an accurate name as we do less and less Deathmatch shows, but I fuck it, whatever. Um, we got some questions uh, some some interactions, as it were. Uh, we're just going to start from the first people to reply. Uh, Bad Max asked, "What current wrestler should buy the Black Rain gimmick off Dustin and use it?" Um, and then I will say. Uh, uh, also, we got another question from from Mike Stocks that said, "Was Black Rain the best gut in a in a major promotion ever?" Um, so, have you seen Black Rain? I've seen a little bit. It is not peak Dustin. Um, For sure. But I also... I've, I've seen pictures, and that's it. I've never watched a Black Rain match. Yeah, uh, I my commitment to Dustin is unwavering, but it's sure. not great. They, that's uh, what they, they but say, he's that's what they say about you. You're a true ride or die bitch. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Um, you know, I'm tempted to say, uh, you know... Carl Anderson, because he sucks. Carl okay. Anderson is Black Rain. Yeah. Okay. What's <laughs> what are the what? Can you tell me some like notable uh, characteristics of the Black Rain character? Because I Black know nothing Rain about it. Black Rain is ev- is gold dust, but evil. Okay. No, that's not stupid. But you know what? It, but it's like inverted gold dust. Is he still a cross dresser? He's more like. He, okay, it's more like he. Okay, you know you know the seven idea, right? I it's, not it's, really. It's, I know he floated well, to the it, ring and cut a shoot promo. Yeah, the idea of that is sort of that he was supposed to be like a preacher, but like, okay. but all the promos made him look like a child molester. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, it was very some black craft shit for sure. Hell yeah. Uh, it's I can't. It's it, he, uh, the the British Kerrang writer announcer immediately would have seen him and said, "It's I'm so glad we have Dustin Rhodes on a show like he did of the guy who played Pinhead and he used the actor's actual fucking name after he just cut like a 27 minute promo on that opening show. The guy is so good. Oh, oh Pin- so I I think I I think that there is uh, I think the the shout out to Pinhead. Um, I think there's a lot of Clive Barker in um in some of the the, the like the the sexual horror of of his uh, of his like you know homo, yes uh, uh, homo panic uh, as it were homophobia panic that 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 early gold dust character is based on um, I, t- I I said this on the on the first episode of the Bill Podberg Goldcast that's right the Bill Podberg Goldcast follow us at, at Bill Podberg uh, I said this on that but I think um, 
if I remember correctly, the reason that my father made a switch to um, to WCW in the early early ninety six, uh, even before the NWO took off, a few months before that, um, was that he hated Goldust. And as I mentioned on that podcast, and I'll say again here, content warning for homophobic language. Uh, skip ahead thirty seconds. Um, the first time that I ever heard my father say faggot was in, uh, in reference to Dustin Rhodes in the Goldust character. And so, yeah, I, I heard it plenty other times after that, but as a, uh, what, six, seven year old, uh, first time I got to hear my, my lovely father say that lovely word. Um, and that was part of the reason we switched over. Like one of the last shows you and I have talked about how I, I don't know if I've ever even seen the Sean Diesel match with the fucking, uh, prosthetic leg. Uh, part of the reason for that is because my dad hates fags, as he would say. Um, still alive, guy. Um, yeah, uh, so we got from, uh, from at fucked it all up, Orioles liker, uh, who I don't know this person's name, but I believe they're in our, our DM. Uh, Dan. Dan, okay. Uh, haven't had a whole lot of interaction. With Dan, seems like a nice enough fella. Says, which of the gimmicks from the artist formerly known as Goldust Run was the best? Um, now, uh, his Dusty impression. It was just his Dusty impression. His Dusty now, impression is so fucking funny. Dusty Dust or Dust Love Dust? Was Dust Love Dust? Was that Dude Love? Because I have a list of them here. That it I was uh, Dusty Dust. Dusty Dust. Okay, I would like to go and look at that. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Again, this is part of the era... Uh, where my my dad did not think that watching WWF was in tune with his uh, crypto Baptist values. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, five time world heavyweight champion, the book of the woods, if you will, baby. You understand? Twenty five time world heavyweight champion. I beat Ric Flair. 25,000 times in a row had a legendary feud with Terry Funk. Well, Terry Funk always put my ass. I thought I'm going to talk about that right now. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go with you on that, except I, I think I'd also like to see Flash Dust, which I'm assuming is... Uh, him and Blackface doing a fucking Too Cold Scorpio. <laughs> uh, well, when, well, when you think about it, though, he was always wearing paint, so it's like, it's not that problematic. He just he just changed the ratio of black to gold. Um, yeah, sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, hey, look, we're no, I'm not gonna say that. Um, he was always wearing paint on the inside. Um, all right, uh, Mike Stocks also asked, did WCW 2000 Dustin buy his red pleather pants from the same guy Biker Taker did? Now, I think there's plenty of places you could get a nice, fine pair of leather pants like that. Um, we're about to talk about a match where he gets to wear them. Now, let me ask you, have you ever worn, uh, leather pants? I'm going to say that I have not, and that you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. All right, next question. (laughs) Next question. Um, from, it's not even a question, from El Hijo del Simon, um, friend of the show, I don't know this guy, but he's, he, they respond to a lot of our uh, a lot of our stuff. They seem like a nice person. Um, I think it'd be cool if you all shout sang the natural. Now I looked for the lyrics to uh, to Dustin Rhodes 
early 90s and mid 90s WCW entrance theme. Uh, well, they call in the Netro. I don't. I can't. I, there are no lyrics. It gets anywhere. a lot of ass. It's uh, great. I would. I would gladly sing it, but I cannot find the lyrics anywhere on the internet. Um, and I know you'd sing it with me. You know, just like we did the Haskins promo before. Uh, we. If anybody's out there and want to transcribe the the lyrics to the Natural, um, we'll sing it on the next one. What do you think? Patreon episode. Yeah. Yeah, special Patreon yeah. episode. Um, from yeah. Tim Livingston. Uh, when did he become the best tag worker of his era? I'm going to say about three years into his career when he started teaming with uh, Barry Windham. Uh, yeah, like, of his era is very... It's an interesting Multiple question. eras, been, yeah. Yeah, because... For, yes, yeah, because, I mean, he's the best tag worker uh, alive in 2013. Yeah. Yeah, as all, well, right. But all, I mean, at the same time, it's like, who else? I mean, it's interesting. He is the best, but it's like, who is even in the round? Like, right. I think even, you know, Jamie Dundee? I don't know. It's fucking hard to say. Yeah, sure. Um, I think, I think you, you dig into Memphis, you could find a few. Um, James Maritato? Yeah, okay, sure. Um, that's a, yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, there's some guys. Maritano's like, a guy that I really should dig into more, because I've, I haven't seen enough of just late 90s, uh, ECW. I'd love to do that, actually. Um, I think you will find that if you go back and watch early 2000s WWE, that Gold Dust, uh, teaming with Booker T is an incredibly, Oh, underrated absolutely fucking yeah. great. He's so good in that. It's a perfect team. The uh, the stuttering sh- gimmick is so funny, too. <laughs> it's so, yeah. and Problematic, thought, sure, but fantastic. And he's never, but, and yet, and you know what? He never fucking got back over on Orton. Yeah. He should have. Yeah. Well, nobody gets, nobody gets over on Evolution, except for other members of Evolution. Um, all right. From, uh, yeah, Daniel from- Bryan did, and then uh, Triple H oh. uh, fucked his nap up. Yeah, also his dad died uh, a week later, so yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you fuck with the king. Um, Eduardo Martinez at Far From Heaven, a uh, friend of the show. What do y'all think was his best performance in the mid-2010s? Um, also said, also not a question, and this doesn't even make sense, but Dustin Rhodes at WCW Spring Stampede 1994 is the way I want to live my life. And Eduardo, if you're hearing this, you know we've already talked about it, and I don't know exactly what you mean by that statement, but I'm going to assume that means you want to live your life wearing knee pads over blue jeans. And buddy, I'm with you. Yeah, be it, uh, just, you know, uh, having a coal miner's glove on one hand. Uh, yeah. we're being, we're in a, being, we didn't talk Edward, about the gloves in that match. <laughs> no, there Fuck. are, um, yes, yeah, gl- some good glove action. Is Eduardo, I'm not, I don't, are you a Texas Longhorns fan? What the fuck fan? What fucking school are you a fan of? I have no clue. Anyway, you, you Texas ass motherfucker. Um, but no. And as yes, we, we will, we've already said it, but it's like our main event for the evening. Take a fucking guess. It's not a gross match at all. It's nah, it's it's, it's grossly emotional. Um, yeah, I think I, I don't know. I don't even know if I'd call that the best Goldust performance of the mid two thousand tens. That's very I, true. I think probably my favorite is the singles match against Orton, the return match, um, yeah. where he had to co- go out there and just after being um, out of the company for uh, three years, just come in, wrestle a bona fide top fucking guy, Orton. You know, I mean, 
You look at Orton now, he's still up there, but Orton in 2013 was once again repositioned as... Uh, Orton unified the titles a couple months later, right? Yeah. Like, Orton was <laughs> one of... I know. I was there live. I was there live for that. I got super drunk. Uh, I fell asleep. Toyota Center. That show has a fucking great gold dust performance. It does. The four-way tag. The only good match in the show. Uh, uh, the only really good match in the show. Uh, yeah. I think that I think the singles match versus Orton, the return the return match where he he's trying to fight for Cody's job, is probably the the best example of uh, of Dustin in the 2010s as a not just a tag guy, not a guy building a whole circus around him, working a straight one on one fucking TV match, and I think that is a thing that's maybe harder to do than any sort of tag epic could ever be. Tag epics, you can rely on near falls and breakups and action on the outside, action on the inside, mirroring each other, um, working a fucking good-ass singles match against Randy Orton. That's, yeah, say, that's yeah, skill. I mean, say whatever you will about Seth Rollins, but especially 2013 has no head on it, has probably the least ego, uh, maniacal of his career, like willing to just actually listen to fucking, uh, we'll talk about, we'll talk about Rollins. We'll talk about Rollins. I think Rollins is really good in that match, actually, but. Oh, actually, yeah. I think he is too. I, I think, think that's easily the best in his entire career. Okay. Um, let's, well, let's save, let's save Rollins, uh, cause we can talk about his, uh, dick all day. Um, from Ty. We really can. It's not that great. Yeah, no. Uh, we can, though. We can, I can talk about, uh, all, all kinds of stuff. Uh, the, the shape, the size, the shadows. Um, uh, is it doctored? Is it not? What filter does he have on it? We'll get to it. Um, my friend Ty. Odd well, moves to put puppy filter on your dick. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was strange. Also, the, uh, like the, the, the VHS scan lines, really an interesting choice. Um, my friend Ty, Ty Please, um, says, what did you think of the Tourette's, uh, Goldust gimmick back in 2003 and the Booker Goldust tag team? We've already talked about how good the Booker, the Book Dust tag team is. I think the Tourette's gimmick, the, I keep seeing Tourette's, Tourette's gimmick. Um, first of all, I don't think it would exist without E-Bomb's World and Tourette's Guy. Both fans of Tourette's guy, as far as I'm aware. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Very I, problematic, I referenced... <laughs> but it's, I mean, um... All right, my favorite Tourette's guy bit, uh, the part where he's on the hold, on hold with like a on the phone uh, with like the bank or something, and they start playing uh, "I'll be watching you" or "I'll be missing you," <laughs> and he says, "I hope this is the fucking Puff Daddy version of the song, or I'm gonna be pissed." And buddy, I agree because that's a great song, and Sting fucking sucks. Um... I like the police. Stay yeah, oh, no, I, I, I like, I like, uh, I like, I like message in a bottle just fine. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe Walk that'll be your song. Thoughts on Tourette's gold dust right quick. Um, problematic as fuck, but it was funny and it got, oh, I mean, it's a also precursor a, to Eugene, perhaps. Yes. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's weirdly a part of the, it makes sense within the Goldust character canon if you mm-hmm. want to think of Goldust as a woke problematic fave. Yeah, this which is what, I do. This Fuck is what it, Adam I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't gay after that. Who? <laughs> um, um, I oh, I don't, I don't know this person. Let's see here. Um, uh, Mal Malvay movements, Malvay movements, Adrenochrome plug. Uh, says, you think he's kind of pissed at Cody for taking the American Nightmare name, question mark? Oh, um, that's a good lead-in. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't think... It's, it's funny that the, the hmm. Cody thing is so, like, corny, and but he's just, like, the evil corporate cowboy. It doesn't really... Yeah. I mean, the American Nightmare thing is so silly because it doesn't, it's really not actually possible to... The, the American Nightmare is Goldust. Yeah, it's sure. It's that Goldust gimmick. It's, That's it's, the thing. Yes, it's... Yeah, you, you take a... a, a a working class hero and you make him gay you fucking put a fucking wig and paint on him yeah uh that is the actual american nightmare um yeah the according american to my nightmare dad for sure is your is your son becoming this like drugged out is becoming michael alec you know um yeah <laughs> for sure uh, that's uh the party monster guy yeah yeah okay i just making sure i got the reference i i don't know a whole lot about that stuff but i Always uh, wanting to learn more. Um, our last uh, uh, question comes in the form of a comment. It's from Cataloging Steve, friend of the show, friend of you and I, friend of the PSL, says, hell yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, so next up, we have... That was a long segment. Shout out- uh, what, go ahead. Shout yeah, out to shout Steve. Out to, yeah, shout out to Steve. Shout out to Roar, uh, shout out to Content Machine. Yeah, shout out to all, all the librarians. Yeah, shout out to people, because I had a glass of Verners, shout out to those two specifically, and also shout out to Ava and Content Machine, because for having a literal conversation with me about how important Hell Yeah is, as a phrase. Yeah. Hell yeah. It is the most important phrase. It's just so, after we literally, you, Sam, uh, Damasio, you know, the, you know, the, the Jersey triad. Yeah. Of people not from Jersey. Of course, had of course. The, Diamond Dallas Damasio, Sabanian, and. <laughs> yes, had, it had recorded a podcast episode buck, where we buck, said the phrase, hell yeah. Yeah. Several thousand times. You know what's <laughs> interesting is ever since I, we like really brought attention to this, is I have been hearing it everywhere. I've been. Oh my it. god, I have too, man. It's, it's fucking bad. I watch <laughs> a lot of the the giant bomb stuff. You know the, the video game website website about yeah, video games. Um, and I hear a lot of those guys like I'll, I'll listen to one of their two and a half hour podcasts, and I'll hear the phrase "hell yeah" spoken uh, probably like five or six times at minimum, and it's always like. There's guys that are like our age. There's a couple of like younger people, and then there's a couple of guys like in their like early mid forties, and they're all like, "Hell yeah!" Is it? It's a phrase that transcends generations. Um, it's really special. It's really important. It, yeah. Yeah. It, anybody yeah. makes sense for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Hell yeah is for everybody. Hell yeah is for everybody. Put it on a shirt. Make sure all the colors are there. Uh, from uncensored back to uncensored two thousand. Um, this is from. What's what? What's the town? Fuck. That's is it Miami. Tampa, Florida? Miami, Florida. Uh, this is Dustin Rhodes versus Terry Funk um, in a match that I didn't realize was a bull rope match until halfway through it. This is a bull rope match. Uh, Terry Funk making his second appearance on Wrestling is Gross. Uh, once again in a, in a role that you might not expect him in, but again, first time it was like babyface uh, sympathy guy in All Japan. Now yeah. it's just a fucking old man who takes crazy bumps. Like, yeah, as, again, the whole thing with Terry Funk is for all of the like iconic marquee matches he had. Mm-hmm. You and I both love Terry Funk. Think he either is or might be the greatest wrestler he of all time. Is the greatest the wrestler we, of all time? Yeah, I, I would have Numero uno. One if I had done GWE, you didn't either. But at the same time, it's like we fought the same thing. No interest. Um, I have. I don't. Yeah. I'm not going to rank a hundred. I'll just give you one and two. It's Terry and Jerry. I would have done. I could have done like five thousand, and then I would have told Parv to go kill himself. 
And I would have we didn't know been yet. banned from we didn't PWL. Know. We didn't know he was into Bolsonaro yet. We did. How would we have known? Yeah, shut the fuck up, prison past, but yeah, prison, prison <laughs> yeah, fired from every single asset of his personality. Yeah. Here's the thing about Tyree Funk is that um, the, Parv, the actual but, act- wait, one one more thing about Parv, Shadate is going to kill you. He knows where yeah. you work. Yeah, you're going to need Hideki Ryuzaki to you yeah. know protect you. Yeah, buy a gun, Parv. Um, if Shadate right. doesn't get you, Jaina will. Yeah, well, uh, oh wow. Um, yeah, she lives closer, right? Parv's, uh, Parv's in, in what, Wales? And, uh, yeah. and, uh, Jane is in Ireland. Shodate, uh, lives on another planet, I'm quite sure. Um, so, the pre-match of this Funk versus Dustin match. But I match, just want to say that, I just want to say, yeah, Terry Funk, the thing of it is, not matches, it's the Terry Funk. It's just him. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing him. I love seeing him. I can watch Terry, I can watch Terry Funk read out the fucking phone book. He can it doesn't work. matter. Um, at least a half dozen different roles better than anybody else in the world. Um, he's, he's a great, you know, invader gaijin heel. He's a great fucking hero to the people in a, in a, in a Budokan or a, a Sumo Hall setting. Uh, he's a great old man heel working fucking, uh, against Jerry Lawler and 3PW. He's a great old man fucking babyface. In 97 ECW, he's a great Southern heel in uh, 89 fucking WCW or 94 WCW. He's a great uh, invader uh, heel in, in Memphis in the early 80s. Like, he can he can work technical matches. He can do it all. He can work fucking no-rope barbed wire matches. Or he could just, you know, do a TV match against fucking Flash Funk. Like, this guy has it all. He has he every can, tool. He, is the, he, he can be the best, or he can be the greatest wrestler ever yeah. by his fucking appearance in Roadhouse. Yeah. yeah. Like, that also, makes him part of being the greatest wrestler ever, is that he's in... Yeah, that he he's also in Over the Top. He's a, he's, a, he's a good-ass actor, uh, based on the three scenes I've seen him in. Um, so, pre-match video of this shows Terry Funk throwing a raw chicken... At Dustin Rhodes. Uh, then Dustin throws a carafe of hot coffee on Funk's head. Um, <laughs> the, the raw chicken this is also a, wearing a diaper, I believe. Yes. This is a great video package. I kind of... I don't feel like we have video packages this good anymore. No, no. Like Russo is not around anymore is the problem. Yeah, there's not like, yeah, there's not. There's less of a need, but I love video packages. I love sure. how... Um, I love the credits. I did see the credits for Uncensored 95, and they were fucking... Yeah, Virgil Runnels? Hell yeah. Um, no, it is, um... Fuck, I was gonna say, um... Is is Russo booking here, or is this, like, a weird, like, Bob Mould from Husker Du and, uh, Kevin Sullivan sort of committee? I want to say that this is a Russo interregnum, but, um, yeah. It's weird that Bob Mould books... Are you a Husker Du person? Yeah. Sugar and all the... Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Husker Du is one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, so Hell yeah. I didn't find out that Bob Mould had uh, anything to do with... Maybe that'll be it. Maybe we'll play uh, the... You know the uh, the bird song, uh, Eight Miles High? Sure, hell yeah. Uh, Husker Du has a really good cover of it, if you've never heard it. Of course, it. yeah. Okay. I, I figured anybody who likes Husker Du would know that. Um, we'll play that, actually. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Dustin says that this is Terry's retirement match in the pre-match promo. Always a always a good bit. Always a good comedy bit. Terry's retirement match. Um, 
Dustin's trench coat and red do rag is uh, it's one of the most <laughs> fucked up looks I've ever seen. <laughs> he looks he looks gayer here than he ever did before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is some real bad. He did not shit. buy these p- pants from the same guy who who sold Biker Taker his pants because that guy would have murdered him. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Um, yeah, this was a certain. This is a certain part of town he went in to buy this. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd think they were in the Cow Palace. That's a joke about how uh, the you know, gay culture in San Francisco. Yeah, um, I was going to go. Uh, this is you know, this is a match where. Do these pants have pockets? Because if you... I don't know. Be- oh, yeah. Because- sure. Uh, hanky shit, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. We, man, we, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, uh, dig back into the hanky code again on this well, show. Well, well, he's wearing his, is, is red. Is so, it? okay. He, much like Brody Lee slash Luke Harper, he but is it's a on his head. <laughs> but that's, well, he needs to put it yeah, what is it Yeah, what does it mean if you wear the hanky on your head, right? We'll have to consult Wikipedia. Uh, consult FetLife, and we'll, we'll we'll come back in the next episode and let you know. Um, Terry Funk comes out, does like a foghorn leghorn impersonation. Uh, yeah. he said, he, at one point, he says the word difference. Uh, the only difference between Dustin and his dad is his dad is way fatter. And then he says he's got Dustin's baby brother here, and a guy comes out wearing a chicken suit. And I was like, I wonder if that's actually Cody. I, I thought the same thing, but I'm like, that's actually Shannon Moore, right? Yeah, it's, it, it, yeah it was it was Jimmy <laughs> Yang is who it was. Um, it, was, a, it, was it was it was a young Shima. Um, yeah, Dustin. Uh, yeah, Dustin. Let's see here. Dustin chases the guy in the chicken suit, and then Terry swerves him. Uh, by hitting him in the face with the raw chicken, or at least doesn't Tanae literally say that? And you're like, he says, like, swerves him. Yeah, yeah, that's why I have swerves in quotes. Like, what the shut the fuck up, baby yeah. dick. <laughs> There's a lot of weird commentary in this. Uh, Mark Madden does a ton of uh, of cock puns. Uh, at some point, Tony shouts out "Beyond the Mat," which is weird. I don't was WWF ever completely weird? Completely weird. That was, was the weirdest thing. I actually thought that Mark Madden was. Not bad. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. Like, he's cracking me up. I don't. I don't fucking give a actually, shit. I think he's actually funny, but the only thing is that he just has like this awful fucking voice. The yeah. words he's saying, I think, are really funny, but his voice is so fucking bad. Yeah, he's I enjoy very it. much I, a, uh, a like a, a bad like radio DJ. Like he's he sucks fucking ass. He's terrible. Um, but yeah, I thought some of his lines were really funny actually. Um, he I, starts- I I I enjoy. I enjoy the words, but it's just that that voice is so bad. Yeah, it, it, it ruins everything. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so Funk dust, uh, Funk whips Dustin with the bull rope. Um, the crowd doesn't give a shit, which is really weird to watch because I watched all five of these in one day. One day, did you watch these in like sequential order, like in a, in yes. a pretty fast? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. In a in a day, within a few hours. Uh yeah. Okay. I so, rewatched the first two, uh, and then okay, and then okay. So I I also did that, and it was pretty. Um, mm, I was taken aback by how little the crowd cares. This is um, extremely proto TNA. <laughs> yes, that's a really and, yeah good call actually. And, um, I mean, this is like heel Dustin. What do you think of heel Dustin? Um, well, okay. Um, I will say, after watching peak era WCW crowds in Marietta and fucking Tupelo, crowds losing their fucking minds, this, yes, the 
this is TNA. This is definitely, and you look at Dustin dressed like that. This is TNA. <laughs> um, heel Dustin. I don't have much of an opinion on heel Dustin. Um, this era, I have not seen a lot of his stuff. Uh, heel Dustin. Are we talking in ring, like working uh, control segments? Or are we talking on like, the whole? On the whole, okay. um, so I think. All I, I mean, all I can really say for sure about Heel Dustin is his like ninety six, ninety seven Gold Dust run, and I think it's not good. Um, I think, and we we. I don't know if anybody's out there listening and noticing we skipped from ninety five to two thousand here. Um, that's because that Goldust run, as far as in-ring work goes, is quite poor, in my opinion. Um, I, how do you feel about, about that? It's, it's a weird mix. Uh, it's a combination of two things. One, the matches that would really fit our thing are not there at all. It's very, like, what the hell is there? Well, so mid-card WWF matches in the late 90s did not have blood or anything. They were just nothing. Like, at best, you get, a, like, a cool little work rate match between Venus and fucking D'Lo. Like, there's nothing... Brian Christopher and Taka Mishinoku. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like... yeah. I mean, like, we could talk about that stuff all day, but Dustin didn't even get a sniff of that kind of stuff. At, at the very best, he got house show main events against The Undertaker and, like... Uh, low rent casket matches, and those fucking matches are not good. Yeah, he has that ladder match with Sean that's good, but it's weird to do here. It's actually yeah. a good match. He has it's the Piper Mania match. That's like a fan cam, right? That's, yeah, it would have been I, fucking bizarre that. to do on this. I've it seen been... that, and I feel like I didn't, I wasn't able to get into it just almost because of the fan camidness of it. Yeah, a lot of matches are the most modern match. That sounds really stupid, so it's like a fan cam thing. As weird as it is, it's like, no, it's like, I need the production, but I, I still think sure. the most, I could, like, say, and then you have, like, I, the, No, I, that. I think that's an interesting thing. Um, yeah, if, uh, the, the, the scale of a ladder match, the scale of even, like, a cage match, um, is going to be somewhat lost without some professional fucking production, without a couple of camera angles showing you the, the size and scope of things. So yeah, I think yeah. that's worth noting. Yeah, um, um, I'd love to see like, that match otherwise, though. Yeah, like the the Piper nut match from WrestleMania 12. Oh, yeah, no, interesting. That's, oh, shit, we should have fucking done that. We should have, oh. and it kind of didn't hit me until now. Oh, man. Okay. But at the same time, it's also a we'll weird... It's a, fuck, we'll get, yeah, it's we'll a weird fucking show. match. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even just, a match, it, it just kicks ass. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's like it's a, it's a hard era You know what? To, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, and I can't confirm this... Um, I think that might have been the final straw for my father, uh, Dustin. And, uh, have you ever heard the story of Dustin talking about going to buy lingerie and him and Terry? Fine-ass Terry. Let's talk about Terry Runnels right quick before. How do you feel about Terry? Uh, I think um, she appeals to me in a lot of ways. Hell yeah. Um, Arlena Same. is a hell of a gimmick. Same. You know what? Uh, I'll say Alexandra this. York, hell of a gimmick. Alexandra Hork, yeah, oh, I said whore. Uh, Alexandra York. <laughs> I thought um, you were say Hork and it was gonna I d- just I didn't sweet. mean to. It's been a long, uh, it's been a long day. Alexandra uh, Bjork. Alexandra Bjork, uh, uh, Venus as a boy. That's the, yeah. Um, I think the York gimmick is hot. I think Marlena is hot. I think the hottest of all Terry Runnels is the 99 and 2000 fucking cam girl thought um, that she would become and 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 really come into her own as uh, because she she is such a hoe 
and she is <laughs> just wearing a leopard print and just being fucking uh just you know the idea of the attitude y'all thought i met my man's dick foe <laughs> yeah foe this is this I, i've actually we've done this bit on a podcast that is non-wrestling related um <laughs> Uh, it was, I, I'll tell you what we did a, a I did a movie podcast about all about Eve and we talked about uh, there's a scene in that where it looks like she's sucking the guy's dick and we talked about that Chelsea Soros tweet or whatever that fucking dumbass's name is um, <laughs> yeah uh, uh, Ryan Shamrock also fucking gorgeous yeah sure sure I th- but yeah I think I think Terry in this era has like you know you hear about uh, uh, Sable. And and then you know moving on to Tori Wilson or whatever. I feel like Terry is a forgotten hottie. She is a complete relic of that era. Um, if she showed up now, looking the way she did then, people would just be like, "Who the fuck is this?" Um, they, they they would look at. She would be Lacey Evans. Yeah, level she, gear. or she'd be Dana Brooke or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Dana Brooke also uh, fine as hell until they replaced her with a clone recently. Um, as is well documented, just go, uh, go search it out. Go, go, you can find out, uh, uh, just look up Dana Brooke, uh, clone, Dana Brooke replacement, uh, Dana Brooke area 51, uh, Dana Brooke deep state. You can look up any of those number, any number of searches and find it. Um, check the documents, folks. I've got some documents here. That's that's my Zell. That's my fucking Zellner voice. Yeah. Your, your Zellner is your Alex Jones. Yeah. (laughs) This is a sneaky good, <laughs> sneaky well, good famine tournament camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Terry's fucking hot. Uh, I bet I can guarantee. It's funny because Dylan probably actually does believe in famine tournament camps. I, I I believe in DHS tournament camps. No, camp I don't. No, no, no. Dylan's cool. I'm I'm, I'm down with Dylan. I don't fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that uh, one bit. I think Dylan. Uh, I think Dylan has ways that he could profit from. Uh, from. <laughs> okay, we're getting into some deep stuff here. Uh, no, I. I. I've. I'm not saying I've fully turned the corner on on Dylan, but I think. Uh, yeah, we're we're projecting some some anger on him. That goddamn Orange Cassidy show, huh? It's a good show. Anyway, uh, this match is weird, and um, it's. I, you know, I, I, I want to just say real play. quick. I want to say real quick. Chris Zellner has definitely jacked off to Terry Runnels. Um, oh yeah, but, but before I mean, you started well. trash talking my dear friend and a man that I DM with, Dylan Hales. Your 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 red shorts brother. That's right. That's right. We uh, Moore we, doesn't wear red shorts, so I, I mean, here's the thing. We yeah, look the same. Moore. No, yeah, yeah no. Mort wears uh, the color of shorts that he wears. It's banned in the U.S. Um, yeah. uh, no. Uh, this match is weird. Here's the thing. I just want to point out. Um, the thing that I really took away from this match is the cowbell shots. Oh, yeah. Fucking disgusting, them. aren't they? Holy oh, yeah. shit. That's like, I remember from the Viano uh, Tercero. I'm going to try oh, it. Oh, God. Stop it. I know. <laughs> Ram- Rambo match. There's a spot in that. I'm surprised you didn't with, say with, Rambo. Yeah, we're a beer bottle that doesn't break, and it just makes a sickening, disgusting sound. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And that's the same thing with the cowbell, but instead, it's 500 (laughs) fucking cowbell shots. So many cowbell shots. And that thing is just, that's not gimmicked. 
It yeah, doesn't no. seem gimmick. It doesn't sound gimmick. It oh, sounds like fucking horrifying. It's a fucking it's... bonk. It's it's a real ding. Um, and oh god, there's a moment where Terry's like he's got his he's leaning out under the top rope and with his ass sort of situated on the on the middle rope. It's like a classic yeah. Terry stooging spot. Uh, also, sort of like a Buddy Rose kind of teeter totter thing where he just he he gets hit with the cowbell he leans back he pulls himself forward he gets hit again he leans back and he just goes back and forth like that um also uh i forget who the referee is here but he also takes a fucking bull rope or a excuse me a cowbell shot it's billy silverman yes have it written down um he takes a, a cowbell shot to the head which is hilarious this um, match is not great but no, i enjoy no, it's watching a lot of fun this- though I, I, here's the thing, it's very Lucha House Show, in the sense that it's Dustin Rhodes and Terry Funk, and they have a fucking, uh, cowbell and a bull yeah. rope, and they're just shit-talking each other, and... They use that rope, too. They use the hell out of that rope. Uh, it's a lot, it's, it's just two people I could watch fucking do anything in a wrestling ring, doing shit in a wrestling ring. Yeah. And it's weird cross-section and, of careers, and it's fun. And outside of wrestling ring, um, I will say, yes. there's some good, uh, some good like ringside brawling. Um, uh, Terry takes uh, the same bump twice, but once inside the ring, once outside the ring, where uh, the <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah the uh, the rope is wrapped around his neck. Uh, Dustin sort of whips him in like an Irish whip, and then just yanks on the rope, pulling him down by his neck, so he just takes a flat back. Uh, flat back, um, which is seems pretty basic, but especially in the floor, it's fucked up uh, because when you take a flat back bump, you you you're taught in wrestling school, you want to tuck your chin, you want to pull your neck, your 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 face towards your chest, so that when you hit the ground flat on your back, your head doesn't snap back on the impact uh, and, and result in a concussion, right? That's a lot harder to do when the thing you're being bumped by is a fucking rope snacking your neck back and down to the ground. Um, it's a really sick bump. It's, this is around the time that I also figured out that it was a bull rope match because they <laughs> finally... And then I was like, oh, shit, we should have used this for tethered part two. Um, whatever. Fuck it. Uh, it's also an I quit match, but not actually, which kinda, is so funny. It's yeah. so TNA. It's, but it's funny. All that shit though is like, it works in the context of just, it's Terry Funk versus Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Let's throw all of these corn weird gimmicks in there. Let's make it, it's like also borderline a bunkhouse match. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's a, it's a lucha house show match between two guys who have, who are not luchadors at all, but you know what I mean when I say that, and I love lucha house shows. Sure. Shit, it's it's just a match that's seven minutes. It's um, not on, important, but it's it's so it's a lot of fun. On the subject of lucha, um, there's a man in a chicken uh, costume. Uh, he comes back. Um, that's actually after Dustin. Uh, Dustin does a cool thing where he positions the cowbell under Terry's face, bulldog bulldogs him on it, like driving his face into the cowbell. It's a really cool spot. The all-time great bulldog. Yeah, of course, the 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 master of the bulldog. Uh, but yeah, then the chicken man, uh, who uh, we've decided is uh, what, what the Prince Iakeo, maybe or um, who? No, he was he was too tall. Um, it's uh, Shane Holmes, probably. You think it's you think it's a three count or a, a young dragons guy? I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go with uh, with uh, a very uh, old Brad Armstrong. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, um, Dustin uh, beats the shit out of the chicken man while Mark Madden yells, uh, "Kill the chicken, murder the chicken." 
Uh, makes a bunch of cock puns, as mentioned before. And then Tanae says, I can't believe I'm agreeing with you, Madden, but yes, kill the chicken. Um, he, Mike is so corny. He, yeah, he he's sucks. great. But he's good, but he's terrible. Uh, but yes. Justin beats the shit out of the chicken man, and this is the moment where I, I, I was led to believe that this guy is not a wrestler in a chicken suit, uh, because Dustin throws him like head and neck first into the guardrail, a, a bump that no trained wrestler would ever take into a rail. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I certainly doubt that Cody Rhodes would take that bump. Yeah, from definitely. His- well, he might because he's an idiot, but I think Cody would I, take it for his brother, but maybe not in two thousand. Yeah. Maybe not as a fourteen-year-old. Although May, does look his, fourteen. Maybe his brother wouldn't ask him to take that bump. Wouldn't force him to do that. Yeah, I don't think they have that fucked up of a relationship. For sure, for sure. Um, we'll get into their relationship a little more in a minute. Um, yeah, so this is this is uh, somewhat middling at times, but for the most part, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Terry decides he's going to change the rules. He says it's an I quit match now. And uh, Dustin. This does was quit. him as WCW commissioner, of course. Uh, right. But it's referee's I, discretion, right? So the, yeah. the ref can choose. The ref refuses to acknowledge this as a finish. Um, submissions do count in this match. So why would why would it not count when Dustin yells, I quit into a microphone? <laughs> right. Maybe. All right. So the referee was. He got thrown out of the ring. Maybe the ref wasn't present. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I, don't, I should. Maybe I should not. I, he wasn't present. You're right. Actually. Yeah. Like he. He wasn't there to witness the finish. So why would he call it? But again, I'm looking for logic in fucking Russo land. Russo was the booker here. I think. Um, and then we, yeah, Dustin finishes Terry off with a pile driver on top of a fucking cowbell. So what? What more can you want? This shit. This exactly. Shit ruled. This ruled. Uh, this man in a chicken costume. Uh, uh, pre-video package of of Terry throwing a raw chicken in Dustin's face. Um, yeah. What what else could you? Shivani is there. Yeah, Shivani's here. Tony, <laughs> Tony. Um, yeah. Kill the uh, chicken. That's so. Yeah, that's our first trip to 2000 WCW, and I think we will never go there again, unless we do Terry versus uh versus Flair in the fucking Texas Death Match. Um, yeah. So, yeah. do you have anything else you want to talk about with that? It, it's weird. I yeah. Um, Hill Dustin is perfectly acceptable. It's just that babyface Dustin is one of the five greatest U.S. babyfaces ever. Sure, I don't think he really like, works as a heel here. I I mean, he does and he doesn't. I think this is pretty. This is a pretty like well-defined so the the issue with this with the idea of a heel or a face alignment here is the crowd doesn't give a shit either way they're just confused so dustin could be playing babyface here even though he does some cheap shots and he he has the control segments or whatever um it doesn't really amount it's more to like younger guy, young guy versus old man yeah and just get yeah, his ass yeah it's not a heel versus face story predominantly for sure yeah, young and and Dustin is not super young here either. Um, uh, he would have been. Yeah, he, well, he's younger. Thirty-five, thirty-two. You you realize that this is that this is we're literally this is coming out on his fiftieth birthday. It's late, I know, but this means he would have been thirty years old in this match. It would have been thirty years old. No, thirty-one. No, twenty. No, no, thirty because it's two thousand. Well, I don't know. And it's in right. March. 
hey, you know what? Fuck you and your math. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I, listen, I'm over here multitasking because we got another uh, question here uh, from at Dudley Eastbank, friend of the show. I know I'm too late. Not quite, Dudley. Uh, if Dusty hadn't existed, this guy, funny, this guy since this tweet and he says, I know I'm too late. He doesn't realize we're recording until 3 a.m. in the motherfucking morning. Uh, I know I'm too late, but if Dusty hadn't existed and Dustin had come along in his place 25 years earlier, do you think he'd have become one of the all-time wrestling megastars? I think he might. Uh, really good question, actually. Um, I think it would have been... Might be- a different kind of megastar, right? Yes, that's much more. Dustin, as uh, he would have been, Dustin becomes Terry, right? Yeah, is that fair? Yeah, I would say some because of his size, he would have been a mix between because he's bigger than Terry. He would have been somewhere well, sure. between, but he would have been like a some like a Terry that could have worked. Well, he's athletic like a steamboat. But he doesn't yeah. work like Steamboat. Like, it's a he, very... But he's, he has the size where if he would like have Tommy become... Tommy Rich? No, but I mean, that height, he's 6'6", six, six, maybe. He's fucking tall. Tommy he Rich could is have... tall, right? Tommy Rich is about 6'3", maybe. He's not... That's he's not pretty tall. He's tall, <laughs> he's tall, but he's not super-duper wrestler fucking tall. Like, like, I'm saying that Dustin could have been closer to... Like a smaller, so what? Lighter, what's the role? I'm thinking like a bigger Manny Fernandez, maybe no, as a wrestler. No, Manny with Fernandez Terry. is not a megastar. We're talking about megastars here. No, no, but I mean as a worker, his style. Right, let's is talk a, about him as a star. star. As a star, that's. I think his promos are weird, but his promos. It's not like he tosses his promos off. He have, but he never seems like he. Is is heel promos when he there's. When he puts effort into a promo, when he mm-hmm. is try it is and when he is like just doing like a promo, there's a distinct difference. Like there's a huge variance in Dustin he, look, promos. He feeds off of other people. He's, yes, he's he works programs. He's not building narratives by himself the way Dusty did. I think Dustin not- becomes a star uh, in the ring, and I think I think in my head Tommy Rich is the closest possible comparison. For a, a southern fire type. Uh, yes. Weirdly, Dustin is weirdly one of the only guys I can think of ever who... And he has, and he hasn't, honestly. Which is, again... Hasn't I'm going to say benefits from big standing in the ring, talk off Triple H, or add to an style promos. Because he's not a stand-up... Well, I, I, don't, I don't quite understand. What do, you, what do you mean? What I mean is like those like things... You think about like we're somewhere where you can just like go back and forth. Dustin plays off of people extremely well. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. All right, let's slow down. You're talking about like a, like opening show promo? Yeah, one of those bullshit ass 20 minute raw openings that everybody hates. But it's when it's done. We're talking about 25 years before. No, but no, I'm saying that ironically, I'm saying that something that is so modern in comparison is actually something that he would excels at, could have excelled at extremely well, but that wouldn't have been an option at all. You're saying he'd be good at that. I'm saying that he would have been really good at that, but so it's weird to counter all, I think it's that he's very good at everything. I think he would have been fine, he would have been completely good at that, but he's not, he's not, I don't think of him as a top tier stand up like take a question and answer it promo guy like his dad or Terry or No, I think he'd be fine. I I I, I, I think, think he's fine for sure though. Okay. He would I have think... grown into it too. 
Okay, I think you'd like look at him in like a studio uh, sort of setting. I think you can look at him uh, cutting uh, "Here's Who I'm Wrestling at the Omni" this week sort of promos. Uh, you know, uh, David Crockett throwing him a name, saying you're facing Al Perez this week. What do you think of Al Perez? And I think he could do five minutes in Al Perez easily. I think yes. it's different from what Dusty would do against Al Perez, uh, but I think it's just I think it's better than most people in in the in the company or whatever. Um, you put him in the same position that Dusty was in. Yeah, it's a different feeling. You don't have hard times or whatever, but yeah, you have a star. Yeah. You have a megastar. Yeah. It's just and a I different think, kind of megastar. Yeah, and it's and it does again a testament to I mean one of my all time hypotheticals will always be for a million reasons is what if instead of marrying uh Paul Levesque oh, Stephanie well, McMahon not... <laughs> married married Dustin Runnels. Okay. And he was our guy now. And that then, would be And then and then you books evolve instead of Gabe, right? Is that the deal? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I get fucking evolve, and Kongo Kong is a champion in 2014, and it kicks ass. All right, save save it for Style Battle Two, which we'll get to one of these days. (laughs) Then you can run through. You can run through every card you've ever booked. Um, All right, Um, that was a really good question. I think that was. I think that was really yeah. It was uh, a good fucking question. God damn it! Weird hypothetical. It's um, a weird hypothetical, and it pissed off that we had it late because I could have spent a good amount of time on that. I think. Oh, I think we did spend a good. <laughs> Look at the we clock. Did. Look we at the fucking did. clock. Um, I know we're pieces of shit. All right, all right, all right. From our main event time, I got to do Lenny Leonard voice. Uh, from WWE. Battleground 2013. Is this the first WWE match? I think it might Maybe. be. Maybe. Actually, completely possible. Well, uh, for this is not for the WWE tag team titles. This is for um, for the contracts of the Rhodes brothers. This is Goldust and Cody Rhodes versus The Shield of Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns from Battleground 2013. Um, all right, well, this uh, I this fucked me up. I'll say that. <laughs> Watching this match f- again after a few years has fucked me up once again. Um, what I I don't you want to you want to start cuz I I got I I'm I'm going to start talking a bunch of shit and get all emotional. Okay, so uh, you, wa- you got to watch this whole thing, the whole thing from the yeah. video package, video the package. opening promo. Video package is great. Um, Cody oh. gets fired. The authority and- is fucking with them. That's like a huge part of it. Yeah, this was fucking peak. Wow, they're actually good heels. Like two months yeah. of them being good heels. Yeah, this, and- is, this is the good era of the authority for sure. You forget um, that existed. W- the- like the four months, like the, well, like six months we ever got of Cody Rhodes, white meat babyface, where he was actually, I mean, even if you think he was a passenger, he was a fucking good passenger. He got over, uh, and Goldust comes back and he's gone, and then fucking Big Show. A lot of people hate that. I yeah, I, I forgot I, about this. I forgot about crying. It's so Big Show. silly, but it's so you silly. Know, but I, I, I love the big show. I think I it's really good. Uh, so there's I a, like there, it too. There's a um, so the big show is being used as like a tool of destruction by the authority at this time. He was like uh, Stephanie was like forcing him, uh, or else she'd fire him. 
Um, there's there's this moment where Dusty comes in to try to plea for his son's jobs, and uh, Stephanie brings out the Big Show and forces him, uh, Big Show crying at the time, to give Dusty the WMD knockout punch. Um, this is this shit. I I love this. There's I love it too. I mean, it's it's goof- shows fucking he's Dusty's boy. It's going back forever. I mean, fuck. It's goofy as hell. Yeah, it's goofy as hell, uh, but there's, there's like, he, he punches him in this promo, and then he catches him before he falls. It's really something. It's, it's, uh, there's a lot of thought put into this, even if the execution isn't perfect. Um, and then we get the, so the video package does have a classic Dusty line where he says, uh, they're gonna put their careers on the line, and then Dusty says, uh, and I'll, I'm going to take a deep breath. <clears throat> and I'm in my boy's corner. And I'll be a Huckleberry, Huckleberry. all night. And that's maybe not an all-time Dusty line, but the way he says corner is really special. And and the in, and the invocation, fucking like Doc Holliday, it's a perfect Dusty yeah. thing to do. It's yeah, really cool. sure. And the and the face and the hand in the face to Stephanie when he, she tries to interject. People got pissed. There's like a story that she got pissed about that. No, she didn't. Stephanie's an insecure asshole. But what what, what, what happened? Tell the story. That she, that the, the, well, people got pissed about it because it was a proto woke Twitter. But uh, like okay, but also, what happened? You, what what describe the thing that happened? It's Dusty face to face with Triple H. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Triple H is being, uh, this, you know, fucking piece of shit, ugly, <laughs> goddamn, I hate his ugly fucking horrible face. Fucking die, man. So, what How happened, you- though? What happened in the, the promo? And, you know, so Stephanie tries to interject, and Dusty does a talk to the hand gesture, and it's like, it's the hand up to her face, a pie faces her, and it's like, it's beautiful, and he does it wordlessly, and, and, but that, and it's just so good. It's perfect. Okay, and she moves the hand out of, out of her face. Like, it's like a, clearly not a scripted thing it's not scripted but i doubt the idea that she was actually pissed i think she was like right well they're vibing they're professionals yeah exactly like stephanie mcmahon is a deeply insecure person but she's not that fucking stupid okay Uh, um so okay but Um, people actually got pissed about that and like people were like this is actually like like, no shut the fuck up if people on death valley driver they're all fucking as dumb as they come one stupider than the last um jdmc can go fucking eat a a random asshole for all i care (laughs) um yeah so dusty and the boys cut an emotional promo before the match about family um i'm like ready to fucking cry as i'm watching this um i'll tell you what fucking cody rhodes is incredible um, He's so good. In 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 this entire thing, uh, but in this promo in particular, he he says he says his spark plug of a Cuban mother with a work ethic like no one else. And he says we're not the perfect family. Um, I don't know, man. Fuck every every good thing that's ever been said about Cody since this that he's like a good promo or that he's a smart worker or that he's good at marketing himself. I don't know. I don't know about any of that shit. But in this moment, like this one night, it was fully realized, and he is stunning. He is absolutely perfect. Yes. This is like, like, I mean, do I think he's like a good businessman? Yeah, yeah, objectively, but it's like... He's doing great for himself. Yeah, to the end, but the ends. He would make Dusty, Dusty would be proud, that's for sure. 
Yeah, the that. ends, I mean, I don't like like the ends. I love the ends here. Like, he is cutting a... This is a modern promo. It has a very Cena quality, but it has a southern... It's a WWE old- babyface promo. Sure. It's a WWE babyface promo, but it it's not just because his fucking father and brother are standing there, but it has the vibe of, like, an old school... Like, this comes from the hard this is about family this is about things that are bigger than ring and bigger than you know respect and all that bullshit this is about you lie this is about like livelihoods and that kind of shit and you feel it and you're like i get it i fucking get it and it's like um we know i mean fucking uh tkg as uh, tom has said you know the tom k like, of Segunda yeah tom k uh, like he went to that ROH show in Baltimore in October, and he did. He said his what? Cody's <laughs> Ian Rotnass uh, end promo. He thought was really good. And I'm like, Who's? I buy Cody's. Okay. Yeah, Cody's. Like I buy. I lost the, the. I lost the narrative here. All right, so Tom K went to a Ring of Honor show and saw Cody. Yeah, he did because he did like his and he did like the thank you for coming out like at the end of the show okay. promo. And it was, and yeah, like, and he said it was just, he said it was really good. I'm like, yeah, I know that Cody can give an effective babyface fucking promo. He shows it right here. He's never had to do all this other bullshit. It's so stupid that he like was like, well, but he did Stardust for a year, which was his fucking idea. Because he's such an infuriating motherfucker. I can't get, I can't think too much about Cody. You are clearly thinking too much about Cody right now. Yeah, I fucking am. He pisses me off. Let's, uh... I mean, I might as well start talking about how much Dolph Ziggler pisses me off. Let's not talk about Dolph. Let's not talk about Dolph or Will Ospreay or or Kenny Omega. Who are the other people? Uh, We're not going to talk about uh, Van Morrison. We're not going to talk about... We'll talk about Van Hammer. We're not going to talk about Van Morrison. Uh, We're not going to talk about Rod Stewart, but we will talk about Roderick Strong. Um... Let's let's talk less about Cody. What do you say? Yeah, uh, he pisses me off. He works me into a shoot. Clearly, um, uh, they come out to "Common Man," uh, which is a goofy fucking song, but I do have a fondness for it. I have a fondness for it too, but it is one of those things that you hear it and you're like, "Man, I wish he wasn't this." But also, I don't know what the hell. Nah, in this moment, it was perfect because Dusty in this comes... moment, yeah, and also I don't know what else they would come out to. Dusty comes. Would... Dusty comes out and they do a little shimmy. Yeah. Uh, like he does like a, he does his like dusty fucking mannerisms, uh, as they emerge and I'm like just shaken. You know, I, 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 I am watching this and I am so, I, 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 I forgot what this made me feel and I'm feeling all those same things again. Um, and, and they do the triple fist bump and like, fuck you motherfuckers. We're winning tonight. It's so beautiful. It's like, it's a small ass thing. I don't, it's so small. It's all like these small gestures that only, that only like fucking professionals. Like it's like you just wanted that. It's less about like professionals. That. It's 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 people who are who know each other. You know. Um, well, yeah. Cole. Well, it's people who are good at this. Right. It's uh, Cole talks about how Dusty was like always there for Cody, but for Dustin, when Dustin was a kid, he was on the road. Uh, like it's like they're 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 digging into all the stuff. It's like this is well known narrative stuff about the Rhodes family, but it's worth. This is how you. This is how you build this. You know the. Yeah. Fucking view never changes, right? Uh, the presentation on, I mean, Cole is great in this match. I think he gets... The view thing never Cole changes. Is, I think did Cole you, you is his the thing. view never changes. You I, I just think Cole about? is real... Yes. The view never changes. Cole is good in this Acknowledge match. Acknowledge the greatest promo changes. 
in the history of wrestling. It is. It is the greatest up, promo please. of all time. Watermelon um, Fevin. Yeah. Yeah. Egg sucking dog. <laughs> yeah. Let's not talk about Cole Van Morrison, Kenny Omega. Cole, Michael Cole is <laughs> he's really good. He's really good. Match. He's really good it's, in this. Yeah. Um, it's hell yeah. There we go again. It's a, it's one of his mm-hmm. bad because he is a good announcer, but he has okay. the pro- his thing is that he uh, he is someone who likes wrestling, but is ingrained by Vince for twenty plus years to not come off like a wrestling fan. Siobhan, I'm just going to go ahead and say we are two and a half hours into this podcast. Let's not talk about Michael Cole anymore. <laughs> that's all I had to say. All but right. it's like when he, that, that's all. That's, um, that is my one thought. I just thought of it like tw- like an hour ago, which really says about a lot about how long we've been going. But at the same time, like mm. that sums everything up about Michael Cole that you ever need to know. He's someone who likes wrestling, who has spent twenty plus years being told to not ever act like a wrestling fan, and that'll make you seem like a psychopath. Yeah, there you go. Um, this match is fucking great. Um, yeah. The Shield. I'm not going to say that they're like Los Oficiales, but this is like a Lucha Trios. No, it's impressive way they how, how good they were. Uh, Rollins is really good at working heel. Um, he swarms Cody, uh, looks for cheap shots, cheap shots, excuse me. Uh, it's like watching a different guy from the fucking, you know, uh, vanilla midget that we have now. Um, he hits his flashy shit, but it comes in at like opportune times. He's looking for his spots. Uh, they call him the ar- architect, right? But it's, it's, you, you watch these matches and you can see like the way he works and it, it, Kind of comes off like he he might be the he's the smartest member of the shield. You know he is truly the fucking brains of the operation here. Yeah, uh, the one pulling the strings, as it were. Um, on the subject of basic strikes looking really good, Cody again really good toe kicks uh, to the stomach, and he really excels just here looking very polished with fundamentals and a tag setting. Great punches, great fucking punches. Um, there's a lot of good, just basic ass strikes here. I like it. I like, I like how, uh, how boiled down the early portions of this match are. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it, yeah. I don't think anybody who has ever had at a wrestling podcast has ever said this before about Roman Reigns, but he has a really good punch. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Hot uh, take. Yeah. Really. Definitely. Uh, definitely. Um, glad you're back. Uh, uh, Roman. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, Roman Reigns. Um, I thought you said we weren't going to mention Kenny Omega. Yeah, no. Uh, wait, who? I don't exactly. know who that is. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, the uh, there's a big sign in the crowd that says Mojo Raleigh, the next big thing. So I don't know what that's Crispy about. Lettuce. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, Crispy Lettuce, yeah. Oh, I just got that that's a pun. Crispy Lettuce. I literally know. Oh, my God. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> his name is, yeah, his name's Ben. Like, what the fuck is that name, asshole? Fuck you. I, I just this match is his great. Name was Chris Lettuce. Um, the crowd chants for Gold Dust. Uh, Cody is playing uh, Face in Peril, and Gold Dust comes in for one of the hottest tags ever. Not a ton of guys who have his size uh, and intensity uh, who who will come in and just make the like. Th- there's not a lot of guys who can come in and look competitive toe to toe with Roman Reigns, but there's not a lot of guys like Dustin who can move the way he does at his size. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of guys at 44 who decide, I'm going to start doing, like, this perfectly executed code red in yeah, every match. Yeah, he's like, a huge reverse crossbody off the top. Like, it's, he's hitting that shit, man. And he, he also does that same, uh, he does that same, uh, 
misses the, the r- yeah, uh, running, j- yeah, running Joe Doring style crossbody and over- run like fucking absurd bump, yeah. disgusting bump. Why is he doing that? Why did he ever do that? You know, I did it because it looks amazing. He did it for it's family, so good. right? He did it for his yeah. family. Um, yeah, Cole like at some point talks about the lack of chemistry or common ground between the road between the Rhodes brothers. Uh, there's like 16 years between them. Um, and then JBL is like, yeah, they, they, just because they're brothers doesn't mean they have chemistry automatically. Uh, but then Cole's like, yeah, they're fighting for their family. They're fighting not only for their family, but they're fighting for their lives in this business. And, uh, and I, I, it looks like my notes have trailed off here. I don't have anything beyond that, but I will say, um, we, we, you know, we have the, the WWE style, um, big tag sequence where everybody does finishes and big spots and kicks out and it's your standard shit. Um, but it's all really good and it's got the beautiful cherry on top of dusty roads and, uh, and Dean Ambrose on the floor. Um, you, you, you watched this, right? Like this is, it feels very, um, I mean, I guess it's the last time we get to see Dusty do a bionic elbow. Yeah, is that right? It would. It would be. You didn't do anything in um, when they had the um, crappy little the 2015 ra- uh, feud between the two that didn't really take off. He between the like, Rhodes brothers that when they faced yeah each yeah other. yeah I don't even yeah. remember his role in that. Um, but here he is godlike, and man, I. I I couldn't believe the way that crowd lit up. He pulls the belt out, right? Um, and he's just whipping it around. <laughs> I don't think he even hits Am- Ambrose with it, does he? Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, he just does fuck, he moves right into his elbows. And uh, um, There's so much shit talking in this match. This is a match that could have, uh, th- this would have been uh, Tyler Black's best ever uh, IWA Mid-South match by a million miles. I just want to point that out. There's I think, like a level. I think a lot of his WWE matches could you could say that about. Yeah, but I just want to, like the shit talking. Roman Reigns is such a good shit talker. Dean Ambrose is an amazing shit talker, and they're just fucking going off. And I mean, it's so fucking funny. Like just how, just like how fucking how, these fucking dicks. How fucking good the Shield were. They fucking were that good. The best match of the de- decade for WWE is them versus Kane, Ryback, and Brian. The first fucking match on pay-per-view. It's the best match, WWE match of the decade to me. And that is that how just so fucking good. The road, but and and then yeah, here's the thing. It doesn't I, matter. I'm, I'm not with that. I think that's a lot of fun. But I, 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 I think I'm going to go ahead and say that's not a, that's not a West wrestling is gross take. Um, I I don't even think that's the best Shield match. So there, that's mine. Um, they have a, they have multiple on the uh, full dick and balls for me, but sure. anyway. Um, but here's the thing: none of that even matters because this is the Rhodes show. Exactly. This is, yeah. yeah, it's like that's the thing that this is so good. And I mean, they, and they that, did another match uh, like a month later, right? There's like a, a a tornado tag against the Shield, isn't that a thing? Yeah, it's a tornado tag for the titles. Um, that shit rules too. That shit's great too. And, and we get a payoff of Big Show and fuck. I don't Big even Show remember. Fuck. I don't even remember. It's that. great. It's a great match. It's a perfect finish too. Yeah, it works. This I love though, that. Too. This is truly the perfect finish. 
The uh, offended, yeah, fucking Roman comes over to fucking try and muscle Dusty, and Dustin, with this fucking, it's a, like, borderline sling blade, he just kills fucking, like, a pounce, and it's fucking amazing. After he's done the bionic elbow to, to Ambrose. Yeah, uh, Ambrose, yeah, Roman comes over to muscle Dusty, and he's like, fuck you, it's like, you're not touching my dad, and it's a beautiful moment. Yeah, beautiful and then moment. you get the crossroads and it's a big finish and there's uh, somewhere along there there's a really great near fall off a schoolboy from Rollins. Um, the crowd is just electric here and it's it's really cool to watch uh, them react to Dusty because, you know, the, the reputation of WWE is that there are a lot of young fans, uh, a lot of people who don't have, you know, they, they, they're not... They, they don't have their toes dug into the old, you know, to whatever era Dusty occupied to these people, whether it's early 90s WWF, you know, fucking polka dots, or if they, you know, are really into, what, him on commentary on WCW, or if they're actually into the real shit, what, what, what of it they can find. A lot of great Dusty is lost on tape. We don't have, we don't have any, we don't have hardly any Florida shit, for instance. Um... We have one semi, we have like one fucking Ivan Koloff first ever casket match that looks, there's sure. a Texas staff match, it's the most absurd thing I've ever seen. It's like, they ma- ran, probably ran that match a million times, we don't have no fucking clue. It's sure. like, it's like, there's, I, well, there's, I think your best document of Dusty in, in that era is the MSG stuff. Um, yeah. Versus Graham is really great. Um, but yeah, I, I think, Dusty is a guy who transcends uh, generations. I think everybody knows him. Everybody gets him. Everybody, everybody. He transcends. Been- he transcends places because he's so sovereign. But not to bring it up, Cole says he fits New York. He fits Buffalo, and you're like, that's fucking true. It works. Yeah, no, he's that's a the guy thing. who it, he he, he relates. Right. And this story, the the Dusty Rhodes and the Rhodes family, is a story that anybody who has fucking had anything like ever felt like they were gonna have the boot on their fucking neck for one fucking second of their life can relate to. Yeah, um, yeah, fucking it, everybody. If if you've everybody's seen the you know fucking uh, hard times, if you haven't seen it, then you've heard of it, and if you haven't heard of it. Then if you watch it right now, you'll get it. You know, um, that's something that will resonate on some level forever and ever. Um, it's cool to see him and his boys for one night turn Buffalo, New York into fucking Tupelo, Mississippi, turn it into the Omni, turn it into Greensboro because this shit this is some Greensboro shit. When they explode... This, and it, it, uh, yeah, and it's a fucking synergy of all of what... The best of these three, who can, uh, at their best, all have, you know, are all fucking so good, and all best together. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't that think that they're that, all three so good. Cody's not good. Cody's actually bad. But well, here Cody at really his good. best is, is, is this, is it not? I mean, yes, it's but it's pretty but that's fucking the, good, that's the thing. and it, it and all the synergy of him yes. getting to be there with his with his dad and his brother, and he's like he has he like has a moment where he transcends any of his other bullshit, and he's like, oh wait, I, this is the guy he should be every single time, and but it's like, and it's all three of them play their role, and it's bigger than them, it's bigger than each of them as their own individual shit, and that's the thing, it's about your family, it's about your legacy, it's about. Having it's about coming down and making sure that your boys have jobs. It's about making sure your dad doesn't get fired from the job <laughs> that he loves. Teaching the kids 
down at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. How to tell? It's so it, it's sure. more than the sum of its parts. So hard, so more over than that. It's so hard, yeah. and watch, yet it's watch the video package. Match. Watch the video package. Um, it's so good. It's, it's so fucking good. I love it. It's special. Um, I, I, I'm not gonna say I uh, like dead ass cried during uh, while watching this, but I got close, and I, uh, I don't know. the The view never does change, does it? Um, yeah. These guys, I don't know. Dustin is a very special. Uh, special competitor. You don't you don't see the kind of fire lit under Cody without Dustin there to do it. Um, you don't see Dusty come in and just uh, light a crowd like that. Like it, I, I, I you don't have Dustin return and have that fucking match with Randy Orton. Then none of this happens. And also, you know what? Also. This runs concurrently with the Daniel Bryan storyline. Yes. Um, without this other aspect of of uh, the the tyrannical run of the Authority, without Dustin there to really drive all this forward in this what often referred to as just the death period for WWE every year in the fall post SummerSlam when they have no idea what to do creatively until Royal Rumble. Um, Dustin comes in and with strong promos, emotional matches, um, the family connection, he, he manages to keep that story alive while the Daniel Bryan story becomes stagnant, while he feuds with the fucking Wyatt family or whatever the hell was going on. Um, Dustin, in a way, kept both the mid-card and the main event scene afloat uh, in the background while they bided their time for, for their big plan later on, you know? It's incredible. There's one of, and I mean, there's one of my favorite Raw matches ever, the 11 on free, uh, locker room, like, led by Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan versus the Shield elimination match in Chicago. And that opens with Cody and Dustin at Gold Dust because that's important, attacking the Shield. They're, they're unemployed. They come out of the fucking crowd, and it's so badass. Sure. And you know what says and Gold Dust? And he's in the full makeup. And that he's is, in full makeup, but also like a t-shirt and pants, right? Yeah, and like a hoodie. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, it's yeah, like, hell yeah. And it's like so perfect. Like, that is Gold Dust. Yeah. And that is Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes and Gold Dust, as, as they are synonymous in a way, but they aren't because Dustin Rhodes is more... He is a transcendent figure. It is hard to explain... If you are what, if you're as fucking broken ass human beings like we are, then Dustin Rhodes makes m- as much sense as any pro wrestler ever, in a yeah. way. Oh yeah, it's he, so many he, highs and lows, and just and the the way those highs and lows go, it's hard to explain. There's a but there's a reason. He, he embodies it all. He, the, there's the good a and reason. The, ba- we are, the good and the bad. Doing, okay, go ahead. There's a reason we are doing this Gold Dust a Jubilee for his birthday, and not a lot of other people. We like, there, you know, there's a reason we just thought, yeah, we should do this. It just hit us and like, perfect, right? Yeah, there's- yeah, there, um, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm really, I'm always excited to see him. I, I, I wish I'd, I could see him in something other than a battle royal or whatever. 
Uh, there's rumors abound that he will uh, let his contract expire and he will go to AEW and wrestle his brother. Um, you know what? Fuck it, man. Go do that. Whatever. Like, go fucking work the... Go work Zero One or the Champions Carnival or something. Like, I want to see Dustin do whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, he he has it, and he has uh, something, especially in this era where he is he is a guy from the fucking late '80s, early '90s. How many other people? How many how many fucking guys from early '90s uh, Southern wrestling are working for the WWE in in 2019? Can you name even one? The Undertaker. Can you name another? Yeah. Is there how many, another? Uh, name name someone who worked Black fucking Bart <laughs> in a mem- in Memphis TV studios. Ah, oh, shit. Who's alive? People yeah. who, who people. Sa- Sabu te- doesn't work here anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. People who watch that as teenagers who are dead now. Sure. Christopher oh. and Corey Macklin are fucking. Yeah, R.I.P. A lot of people have died since Dustin debuted, and a lot of people have died since some of the earlier matches we've done. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really cool to see um, what the way wrestling has evolved and the way that he has evolved with it, while also maintaining uh, aspects of the old style. Uh, here's a guy who has good punches. Uh, knows how to do a fucking running crossbody, and also he can do a code red. What else do you want? He is, you know, he is an eternal figure. What else can you want? You'll have a code red. Right? Yeah. You'll have a code red. <laughs> I'll have a code red. The amazing Love red. The... You know, you know who retired this week? The amazing, amazing fucking red. 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 You know who's still going? Dustin fucking Dustin Rhodes. You look at their birth certificates. <laughs> Dustin fucking Rhodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>